kicking off of the movie-related news. Fair bit's been going on, and we're a little late this... Uh, we're, a little... we're a little late, but we're also a little early. That's, that's true, that's true, that's true. Uh, we, we were supposed to do a podcast this past Sunday, but due to unforeseen circumstances, we were unable to, and so now we are doing a sort of late-week late week podcast. However, that does not mean we don't have some new shit. We have a review of Predators. Yeah, so we have an exclusive review of Predators. An exclusive review of Predators. We were fortunate enough to get into an early screening. Huh? Awesome. Thank you. You know who you are. And uh, so, yeah, we'll be kicking through the news really quick. Got some exciting Comic-Con news because McGap and Fries will be at yeah. Comic-Con. So we feel the need to just share, uh, with share with you some of the things that are going to be going on at the Comic-Con that we will be what, checking out. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and then after that, we'll uh, get on, move on to the Predator, Predators review and then we'll... As, as usual, wrap up with the uh, box office in the U.S. and Malaysia. At this time, I might also do a mini review of um, Melissa George starring Triangle. Oh right, okay. Movie there. Cool. So, in uh, movie news, did you? Well, it's pretty hard to miss that the last Airbender has become the worst reviewed movie of the year. Yes, it has uh, officially beaten the Brendan Fraser movie Furry Vengeance. <laughs> which looked retarded which looked retarded and you know the thing is with The Last Airbender is that I thought the trailers looked awesome yeah I was looking forward to this I was really I was thinking, this could be a filmmaker coming back I know I mean and I really wanted him to come back as well because yeah. I am a fan I am a fan I mean like uh, even with some of the movies that he's done that haven't done too well the only only movie he's done that I well and truly hate is The Happening I haven't watched it yet because I, I don't want to it is dis- it is disgusting it is <laughs> it's a hate crime <laughs> really it is that bad of a movie but I mean I, I kind of liked The Lady in the Water well apart you know? from him being the author who will write the book okay, that yeah, will that change was the world up. that was fucked up and, you know? and the critic gets and, it first yeah, and, and the first person to die in the movie is the critic you know I mean yeah you're asking for trouble there this is payback this is payback but what I did like about The Lady in the Water was that in the byline the fact that it, it, it was a bedtime story and if you watched it in, with that in mind it was actually a very cool movie in the sense that he was making it up as he went along yeah. it, it did kind of feel like that and, but I, and I liked that he's been making it up <laughs> he's been making it up as he goes along his entire career <laughs> his entire career he's like shit I don't have an ending for this movie and we ran out of money he was going he's to be a dead. epic he's, he's dead, dead. <laughs> <laughs> shit I can't, even, I can't think of how to I can't think of a villain I'll make, I'll make this guy the villain <laughs> Can, how, do we, how do we take down people who come here from another world? They're allergic to water. <laughs> That's why they come to Earth. Yeah, yeah. Because they're scared of water. Yeah. <laughs> it's also like in the village. Oh, how do I wrap this up? Oh, oh, they're actually in a reserve. <laughs> I was, I was hoping for her to run into the glass dome at the edge of the spacecraft. That would have been cool. And as the as the moon, although it could have ended up like um, knowing, which is also very much in that kind of style. And that, that I, I know, but, but I liked knowing actually. I, I mean, I thought knowing had balls with the ending that it took. Very much so. You know, I mean, that was a that was a pretty ballsy move on Alex Proyas's part. Didn't, didn't quite pan out for them, but it was yeah, like, no, no. I mean, the movie didn't do too badly. Yeah. You notice that we're just, you, know, you notice we're just doing whatever we can to not talk about the last Airbender. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is this you know because this movie is apparently so bad that just by talking about it, our, our taste in movies will just disappear. Yeah, exactly. There you go. 
But he's in trouble, dude. He's, he's in big, he's fucking in trouble. big fucking trouble. I mean, this is, did you get the how much money this cost to make? Uh, well, they say that it was about two hundred and seventy million. And but I think that that's all in. I think that that's marketing, marketing as well. Everything. Yeah, but still, someone's gonna pay that money. So either way, you know. But uh, but from what I can understand, it's like people are just tearing this movie apart. Yeah, there to, was to the, the po- to the point where I really want to see it now. Yeah, I really want to see it because how I just how can how can any movie be that bad? Yeah, I mean a lot of reviews, you know. Um, let off with this, you know, the whole saga of him, and you know, a, a, a great filmmaker. Could this be his turn? And all that shit. It was like, well, yeah. we did it just there, but they did it way longer. Yeah, and yeah. it was like people have been really wailing on this movie. I think some of that is a little over heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. There was one review I did see, which was, you know, yeah, it has a lot wrong with it, but it's still, you know, kids might like it. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, I think I, I think it was uh, on Rope of Silicon, Rope of Silicon actually. That the review kind of said that is that you know, ten-year-olds uh, will probably like this. Yeah. You know, but any, any anyone above that is going to have trouble. Not, did, you know, didn't say that they will hate it, yeah. but they said that they'll have trouble. Roger Ebert just tore it a new really? asshole. You know, I mean, you could just <laughs> you could just sort of see you could, you could you could feel his seething anger in his review. There's just that much wrong with this movie because it seems to be. Like, it doesn't need to be like the effects seem to be great. The action's great mm-hmm. enough, although there's a lot of spastic arm wearing uh, arm waving is what I heard about the bending <laughs> and. Um, the main kid being particularly good at it. Yeah. But I, um, it's just the fact that everyone has to spell absolute gubbins of plot and stuff like that, and it's everything is tell, not show. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. seems to be the major problem with it. You're just, and they cut out loads of things, and people, I think even some of the actors they said are like, you know, the two actors, the, the lead of the fire um, nation uh, and something else, they're yeah, kind yeah. of like directing in a completely different movie, and they seem to just be at going. It's to be it. like Clifton, uh, Cliff Curtis, or Clifton Collins Jr. or something, so, and uh, D- Dave Patel. Dave Patel. Dave Patel from uh, Slumdog Millionaire. So, I mean, even, yeah, and also Curtis. from uh, Skins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you, ca- you kind of do... Uh, you know, feel for the guy. <laughs> you kind of do feel for the guy, and you have to ask yourself, would this movie be getting torn apart the way that it's getting torn apart if, if it wasn't him? If it wasn't him. Because he kind of, the thing about him is that uh, he's like he's like a, a more quiet version of Michael Bay in the sense that he doesn't eat humble pie ever, yeah. ever. Even when uh, he, he was, uh, you know, even when MTV, I think it was MTV that uh, was talking to him and they were asking him about how do you feel about all these all these negative reviews, and he's like, I you know I just don't understand it. I, I don't get it. I don't. I mean, like I, I don't really know. I mean, I made the movie that I wanted to make, and everything that I saw in my head is on the screen. So I don't know. Really? Yeah. It's like oh. it's like sorry, I'm not going to say there's anything wrong with my movie. And and you know, and in that regard, Michael Bay is very similar as well. Yeah. You know, it's but Once even, at least publicizing the next one. Yeah. Yeah. It's only yeah. This it, movie was awesome. I did. This is exactly what I wanted to see. Well, hang on. I wasn't great on this plot because everyone's told me now. I know. So it's only now that Transformers Three is in production that Michael Bay has opened up and said, "Okay, look, Transformers Two wasn't that good because he needs publicity yeah. for need- Transformers Three. <laughs> there you go. And, and sorry, I, I choked on the word publicity. <laughs> and I am number four, yeah. and a whole bunch of other things that Platinum Dunes has in the uh, in, in in the framework. But uh, but I'm number four just sounds like Roswell all over again. The kids' TV show mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with Jessica Heigl. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not terribly excited about it. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, the whole thing with the last Airbender is so severe that uh, Universal Pictures has uh, dropped M Night Shyamalan's name from a whole bunch of um, movies that he was planning. He was uh, planning on because he recently set up this uh, production company called um, uh, the Night Chronicles Production Company, mm-hmm. and he was going to do like a series of low-budget sort of horror movies that would be based on ideas that he that he came up with. He's an ideas factory. There you go. Uh, and and the first one was supposed to be called um, the Night Chronicles Presents Devil. And now Universal. Now it's just. Now it's just devil. devil. <laughs> <laughs> just corner the cup. I don't know. I mean, like 
I mean, I mean, like the last Airbender opened relatively okay. It opened yeah. above expectations, but it's probably just going to have a huge drop. Yeah, the word of mouth is toxic. The word of mouth is pretty fucking bad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Universal Soldiers has dropped M Night's name from this. So Universal Soldiers. I mean, sorry, Universal Studios. <laughs> Universal Studios. The Universal Soldiers want nothing to do. Oh, <laughs> the Van, Van Damme will. You know, he's on it. Yeah, Van Damme. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be. He's gonna the, be damned, like, the Van Damme Chronicles. The, the Damn Chronicles. <laughs> Can you? Believe? I can believe that. <laughs> Instead of the line, MGM line roaring, they just have him doing splits at the beginning of the movie. But uh, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this guy from this point on. It's, you know, like uh, with his mystery script that he's been shopping around, that's gotten the attention of Bradley Cooper and uh, and Gwyneth Paltrow and Bruce Willis. It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen to that project. Now. Yeah, and see if the color yeah. of the lawyers is like, I, I didn't sign nothing. <laughs> Bruce Willis is just like uh, shit fuck I was getting so much publicity with Red I'll never get the patio at this stage you ever get the impression that Bruce Willis is a guy that's just on that's just on this constant comeback yeah you know he's like he's he just picks a few odd ones every ever, so si- ever since Hudson Hawk it's like it's like Bruce Willis is constantly making a comeback every few years well, the surrogates was bad, but it wasn't that bad. I didn't mind the surrogates actually. I mean, what, the one thing that surprised me about the surrogates was how short it was. It was a really short movie. Yeah. It was it was under ninety minutes, hmm. and for a movie like that, that's usually unheard of, especially these days where every movie's like five hours long. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like it's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> this is something that I that I'm quite happy about actually, because you know you can see this coming a mile away. Lindsay Lohan is in jail, or well, not in jail, but she's, she's been sent to jail. She's been sentenced to 90 days in prison, and then after that, she's got 90 days in a drug rehab facility. And this is going to take her out of the running for quite a few things that she was supposed to be doing. Really? Uh, she hasn't done anything in the last year. Well, no, because she's she? because she's uh, she's appearing in Machete. And she won't be around to uh, do publicity for that. All right. And uh, also, she's got her like a like her designer label coming out, and she's not she's not going to be able to do anything about that. Slut by <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> but uh, one guy who does have a lot of faith in her is the director of uh, the film that she's going to be doing later, uh, called Inferno. What's his name? Um, his name's Matthew Wilder. Have you heard of him? No, that's why he's. I'll yeah. wait for her. Yeah. I'll, wait. I'll wait for her. She's going to be the, the heat coming off her when she comes out of jail. It's going to be right on my movie. It's an independently financed porn star uh, biopic of uh, Linda Lovelace. <laughs> it's called Inferno, a Linda, the Linda Lovelace story. <laughs> and uh, they say that they'll wait for Lohan even, even if it means delaying production to 2011 and beyond. Uh, in, a, in an email, he said, uh, quote, not moving on, not recasting, not under any circumstances. He might have... He, he, might, might, say, he might eat those words when she's been, you know, she's been caught shiving another inmate and gets life. Uh-huh. He also added that the production is fully financed and prepared to go and was but you know uh, but uh, nonetheless he's going to remain fully committed to uh, to, to, uh, to he really Lohan. needs this movie to work so he can which, get more which work. does kind of make you think that he needs Lindsay Lohan in order to keep the financing yeah <laughs> or she's providing it all it's <laughs> she's got a good bit of Herbie money left well uh, uh, it's kind of but it has been she is she has been proven to insure uh, difficult to insure when it comes to movie sets. Uh, gee, I wonder why. Uh, <laughs> also, you got to shoot around the bracelet. Uh, but apparently, she was like doing quite a bit of. Um, she was hawking the movie at, at the at the Cannes Film Festival, and it's which is pissed out of her mind. There you go. Instead of being at a trial. There you go. <laughs> but it's but it's but uh, you know maybe she's quite charming when she's pissed out of her mind because apparently it's because of, it's because of those meetings that uh, this movie has financing. Uh, she was also supposed to appear in this movie called The Dry Gulch Kid. Uh-huh. It's like she's... D- <laughs> that sounds like a porn. <laughs> that sounds like another porn movie, yeah. Uh, it's an adventure comedy that would... Um, 
that would team her up alongside Willie Nelson. What? And, yes. And it would, <laughs> Sorry, what? Willie Nelson, not just Willie Nelson and Lindsay Lohan. Yep. Together at last. Yes, together at last. Fuck. Um, but uh, it, even apparently they're going to wait for her as well. The producer, uh, Carrie Wallum, said, uh, and I quote, We have a bunch of uh, music videos we're doing right now, so we can just be busy until she gets out. <laughs> we hadn't really negotiated the full deal yet, but we'll see how it works. She's a good actress. We'll wait. <laughs> Fuck it. Did you see the thing I only saw today about uh, when she went in there, she actually had Fuck You on her fingernails? Yes. That's yes. pretty fucked up. Did, did you see the footage of when she got sentenced? No. It's funny as fuck. Really? It's funny as fuck. Is it like a, is it a performance? She's better in this clip than she is in any of the movies that she's done her entire career. It's amazing. Even The Parent Trap? The, <laughs> <laughs> Parent Trap is all about fucking... Is that Dennis Quaid? Yeah. Is that Dennis Quaid in The Parent Trap? And uh, Natasha Richardson, right? Yeah. <laughs> the late, great Natasha Richardson. Some news you mentioned, because we missed out on it last week, is that they've announced Peter Parker. Yes. So uh, Andrew Garfield has been um, Andrew Garfield this. has been cast as the new Peter Parker, which I'm, I, I think this is a good choice. He's a good look. He is he's 20, he's look. like twenty six, but he still looks about sixteen. He's a good actor. I saw him in uh, uh, Lions for Lambs, and he was very good in that. Yeah. And he's in the uh, the movie with uh, Keira Knightley and Carrie Mulligan coming up. Uh, Never let me go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. The, he's the, one of the leads in that. Yeah. And he was also in. Only um, gives away it's think it's trick in the trailer. There you go. <laughs> and he's he was also in. Um, I haven't seen this. Uh, Doctor Parnassus. Yeah, yeah. He's good in that. Is he good in that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's, he's He's not playing like New York though. He's like a total. What are you talking about, mate? You know. Well, he's English. Yeah, yeah. He's totally playing English though, isn't he? He's like a street kid, you know. All oh, right. Yeah. He's an East Ender. Yeah, total, <laughs> mate. <laughs> but uh, finally, I've been kind of curious what Machete's about, and they released an official synopsis. Uh, Machete, played by Danny Trejo, a renegade former Mexican federale. Roaming the streets of Texas after a shakedown from drug lord Torres, played by Steven Seagal. Awesome. <laughs> Reluctantly, Machete takes an offer from Spin Doctor Benz, played by Jeff Fahey, legend, yeah. to assassinate Senator McLaughlin, played by Robert De Niro, a corrupt senator. He uh, double crossed and on the run, Machete braves the odds with the help of Luz, played by Michelle Rodriguez, a saucy taco slinger. <laughs> Padre, played by uh, Teach Marine, his holy brother, and April, Lindsay Lohan, a socialite with a penchant for guns. Just <laughs> <laughs> change it to, to drugs and alcohol on you. All while being tracked by Sartana, played by Jessica Alba, a sexy ICE agent with a special interest in the blade slinger. Oh, it's ICE agent. It's not ICE agent. <laughs> I thought it was ICE. Or is, or is it ICE? I don't know. Immigration? Maybe. <laughs> immigrant. He's got no fucking pass. He killed a senator. I don't fucking care. He's immigration. He's going home. He just fucked with the wrong Mexican. Exactly. <laughs> the other thing I saw from the Andrew Garfield thing was also a nice touch was that uh, Britain now has Batman, Professor X, Spider-Man, and Kick-Ass to their bow. So it looks like there's yeah. been this whole switch in Hollywood from British people playing villains to British mm-hmm. people playing, playing heroes. superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite funny when you think about it like that I hadn't thought about it it's like shit no I, I hadn't realised that actually it's kind of weird especially with Batman because Christian Bale fucking in, you know like uh, intense professional that he is keeps the American accent yeah. until the movie's out so you know it's after a no while no one wants to hear him talk like a fucking chip shop owner it was really in funny fucking that- Reign of Fire his accent in <laughs> that you do not want to hear Batman talk like a fucking guy who raises greyhounds stay we have to work together yeah exactly we work together <laughs> I'll, I'll slay your monster sounds like Beowulf exactly yeah. I will kill your monster your monster <laughs> and uh, 
Which part of Norway are you from, buddy? But wasn't it but wasn't it weird though that when Christian Bale that when that fucking audio recording came out when he's all pissed his accent kept going in and out. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one minute he sounds American, then he's Welsh, then he's oh American. no, oh good. <laughs> <laughs> every time, every time when he's like saying he's gonna he's gonna kick the, he's he's gonna kick the guy's fucking ass, he sounded American. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but every time he's talking about whining, every, he's whining, he's whining, every time he's whining, he goes into Welsh. <laughs> Welsh, well, he's English. He's, he's, uh, he's English, yeah. No, he's, I thought he's from Wales. No, I think so. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> he's American now. He's American. He's a Gothamite. <laughs> Goddamn Batman. Uh, although, I, I mean, I've said, I've said this many times. I am really curious to see when Batman 3 comes along, are they going to ditch the Batman voice? Because, yeah. because it's gotten so much... It's a much, joke. It's beyond a joke. It's gotten so much shit. And, and Christopher Nolan is too clued in to not be aware of this kind of yeah. shit. By the way, Inception hey, 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 is just hey, getting hey, nothing hey, but revi- hey, nothing Chris, rave reviews. Chris, could you just like you know maybe just do just do one take without you know needing a strepsil? Just do one. <laughs> Let's see how it looks. Okay. You know? Rachel. <laughs> oh, do you remember that? It's like when she's in the car. Rachel! He's driving. Dude, there's no one else around. Yeah. Use your real voice. <laughs> Use your inside car voice. You're in the car for fuck's sake. That's what I love about it. Batman stays in character. Even in the, even in the fucking car. <laughs> I never thought of that. <laughs> there's no one else around. But I, I don't understand why you use the voice. Because there's never anyone else around. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, always yeah. in the fucking shadows. So just like... Why do you need that voice? Well, it Harvey Dent, do we trust him? <laughs> Harvey Dent, do you trust him? <laughs> I mean, it's, become, it's gone to a point where it's rubbed off on every fucking character he's played. Yeah, you yeah. go back and you watch any of his Terminator movies. Salvation is Terminator like, Salvation he's got the Batman voice. Like, <laughs> it's like, Are you out there? It's like he shot that movie on his days off from Dark Knight or something. You know, he was still clued into the character. It's like, you and me, we've been at war. <laughs> Who is this? Connor! <laughs> if you're alive, you are the resistance. <laughs> we are dead! We are all dead! <laughs> I don't even know if our leveling software can deal with this remember, one. Do you remember that, do you remember that fucking uh, animated short that uh, they did where Back to the Future meets Terminator? Yeah. It's like, you got to destroy it! You got, you got to destroy Skynet! And it's Michael J. Fox is doing that line. Yeah. And he's like, we are dead! <laughs> we are all dead! Yeah, the animated one. The animated one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How Terminator Salvation should have ended. Yeah. <laughs> oh, too funny. <laughs> the other bit of superhero casting news um, for the X-Men things Professor X has mentioned there. Uh, Benjamin Walker. Mm-hmm. Never heard of this guy, but he's been cast as Hank McCord. That's true. Um, obviously, they, they, feel, they feel like they have a Rebecca Romine Stamos hole to fill because they've also... Yeah, she's for Willow, who's like was yeah, in some three sur- comics. She's like some surfer chick. Some, is it surfer chick? It's, oh yeah, the surfer chick's been cast. Some yeah. surfer chick has been cast as as, uh, as Willow. That's gonna be weird. And also, it is confirmed that uh, Aaron Johnson is playing Cyclops. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that. Well, it was confirmed just today. I was I was reading it just today. The that, guy from Kick-Ass. Uh, Kick-Ass. Yes, the guy from Kickass. Kickass is Cyclops. But although he has, he can't do the Kickass voice because the Kickass voice just can't like this. No, I don't, he can't do the Kickass voice. No. Maybe he can do his John Lennon Gene. voice. <laughs> I haven't seen his uh, what's it called uh, Nowhere Boy Nowhere Boy yeah. I've seen the trailer yeah. uh, he pulls off the accent really well I mean in the trailer maybe he can do that yeah Cyclops from Liverpool yeah. <laughs> how did I calm down Wolverine sorry 
interfering in this? No, right? They can't. They can't, yeah. Unless they just say, up. fuck it. Fuck it. Well, they're going to fucking put, you know, like, Emma Frost in there. You mm. never know, because Emma Frost isn't... And she's young as well, which is... But that's... I don't know. Uh, 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 I, I don't get it. Don't get it. <laughs> Wolverine will probably do a Boba Fett. You know, like, the extended edition of Star Wars, where Boba Fett just stands out, looks at the camera and says, Next time, baby. <laughs> Next time, baby. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and uh, in other news, Denzel Washington is considering uh, starring in a movie called Safe House. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, it's probably because, like, uh, have you heard the recent? Oh, uh, recently, um, uh, Ed Lomato, one of the uh, most successful uh, talent agents in in Hollywood, just recently passed away, and uh, he was uh, Denzel Washington's um, agent. Oh, and <laughs> so it's ever since he died, uh, WME agency has been putting together this project in order to cement uh, the relationship with Denzel Washington, so, they, so he doesn't go go off cause, yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to another place. And one, and this is the uh, the project they've uh, shoved his way. It's a script by David Guggenheim that ignited a bidding war last winter. And uh, Universal finally bought it out. It's set in South America. It's about a young U.S. intelligence agent Mm -hmm. uh, who must go on the run with a newly arrived prisoner, which will be Denzel Washington's potential role. Mm -hmm. After the safe house comes under attack. Are they going to be handcuffed to each other? It's described as a mix between collateral (coughs) and three days of the condor. Oh. Yeah. Uh, But before that, Washington will next be seen in uh, this November alongside Chris Pine in Unstoppable, directed by Tony Scott. Oh. Which automatically makes me lose interest in this movie. I talked about this before. Is <laughs> yeah, that yeah, Denzel yeah. Washington and Tony Scott need to stop doing movies together yeah. because Man on Fire Four. Because because he uses the same sort of like color tones and everything. All of the movies look the fucking. It was same. Man on Fire and the Time Travel one, right? Was both. Uh, yeah, 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 and, uh, and also, deja vu. And, yeah, deja vu, and also the taking of Pelham One Two Three. I mean, it was the same sort of look. Yeah. You know that that all of Tony Scott's movies have. You know, they all all of his movies look like Dominic. Glossy. <laughs> That was a fucked up movie, though. Have you seen these new pictures online of Colin Farrell uh, in uh, with his fucked up hairpiece? He's doing this movie called Horrible Bosses. No, I haven't seen this. Uh, I'm 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 excited to watch this movie. It's got a really interesting cast. It's it's supposed to be um, it's it's about uh, three suffering employees that'll be played by Jason Bateman, Charlie Day, and Jason Sudeikis. Uh, who decide to kill each other's bosses mm-hmm. uh, because they're because they're just such fucking assholes? And the bosses are played by Kevin Spacey, Jennifer Aniston, and, and Colin Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> and Jamie Foxx also co-stars as a scam artist. Uh, and uh, the the picture, if you guys go online, uh, worst previews has it, Collider has it, uh, most uh, most of the good websites have it. Uh, he's wearing this this uh, his hairpiece is like a comb over, uh-huh. so he's bald and he's just got he's full of few. Little the, bits the, of is it the Len Grossman? He, yeah, yeah. So the, similar to the Len Grossman kind of look, but yeah. it, but even more ugly. Oh right. It's, and it looks it looks he looks fucked up, and it's, <laughs> and it's cool to see Colin Farrell looking like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because he's usually just you know too cool for school. Yeah. So it's it, it's looking pretty cool and. Anytime, any movie that has Kevin Spacey playing a douche, yeah, I will go see that movie. <laughs> did you see Azana Strata, which is just... Have you seen Swimming with Sharks? That movie he did with Frank Whaley? No. You I've have to that. watch that movie. That movie's fucking funny. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about, like, uh, I mean, Frank Whaley is his assistant, and Kevin Spacey is essentially the boss from hell. Oh, right. You know, it's, it's like the devil wears Prada, but for guys. <laughs> <laughs> did you see, there was a trailer that came out this week for big money rustlers. Did you hear about this? No. This is a... It's a western set in a town that's run by a very corrupted individual and a new sheriff comes to town to sort it out. However, it's starring Joseph Violet J. Bruce and Joseph Shaggy Two Dope Utzler uh, from Insane Clown Posse and they're in the movie in full makeup. So there's this western town and then the governor guy is like white paint with this fucking insane black clown shit on him. 
mm-hmm. and they're just like ignoring the paint altogether and just acting around it. It's bizarre looking. I don't know. Apparently, it's a sequel to uh, 2000's Big Money Hustlers or a prequel, <laughs> which in, in which I did. I just have you seen what the insane clown posse look like? No. There's the big motherfucking fat dude who he looks like the the, the clown from Spawn. Does he, and then there's this skinny little shit whose hair is falling. He looks like does, man, does he look like the black black clownish guy from Akira? Kind of, yeah. Although not bald, he's got hair. Yeah, fuck. Well, he wears a hat and he's got a beard. But it's like, you know, it's the Juggalos. These fucking insane clown posse have this... They're this weird subculture in the States. Like, they are a band, but their thing is they have this really stupid-looking face makeup. I thought there was more than two. I'm not sure they killed each other or something. I've never heard of these guys. you never heard of the insane clown posse? No, no, no. It's They've got this, like, rabid fucking fan base. They're worse than... They're like Twilight, so they'll fight. <laughs> And they wear make- well, they wear makeup. It's got like tires as well. But yeah, this is just bizarre. If you have a look at this trailer, it's just the fact that no one is bringing attention to it, or the director didn't say, "Hey, fellas, do you think we could try like one scene without the makeup just to see how it looks?" Because <laughs> they are they're cowboys with face paint. For fuck's sake, why? <laughs> it's just weird. But does it look like it would be fun? No, it's like I mean, it's just, it thing. looks really bad. Not really bad, like in an intentional way. It just looks like mediocre bad. Mm-hmm. Like it does have you know a couple of funny like looking bits, but not like you know it's not nailing it. It's not like you're thinking this is going to be hilarious. This is like this is just for their fans, but looks of things. But just they really get money for this shit. It's weird. Well, if they have an, if they have a rapid fan base and they're successful doing other things, it's probably not that difficult to put a low budget movie together. Maybe is it? Does it look low budget? Does it look like yeah, yeah. Money? it looks low budget? Yeah, it shot at, it shot, it shot at like you know the fucking western town of Disneyland. <laughs> well, then that's how they put it together. <laughs> Did you see the trailer for Let Me In, the US trailer? Yes, I did. What did you think? Um, I think that it looks exactly like the original. Yes, <laughs> which bodes well. I don't know. I mean, I, this is Eisner. Is it Brett Eisner? No, it's not. It's no, it's Matt Reeves. Oh yeah, Matt Reeves, the director of Cloverfield. Mm. Uh, no, I mean, it's. Uh, I guess in that regard, if you're, it's it's cool that um, that they are staying faithful to it. But it's then it kind of begs the question: What's the point? Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're gonna do, you it's know, for Americans who can't read. So I mean, yeah, but th- that's it. It's like you seem to, you're, you know, it's it's the exact. So you're going to do the exact same movie, but in English. And yeah. to me, I just don't understand what the point is. Yeah, you know, and even for Chloe Moretz, even for Chloe Moretz, you know, because uh, 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 it's, you know, I mean, I'll, I, I'm, I am going to watch it. Yeah, yeah, you know, I am going to watch it, and I'm going to make sure I'm alone when I watch it. <laughs> but uh, it's, that's the inside your door. It's like sort of like you know the the, the person who wants to sort of nitpick in in me that is just sort of. I've just been thinking about this lately. What's the point of like? Is there a point in having a really, really faithful remake? You know, like a shot, shot, like like. If, what? It's, if, the, if it's it's English, I guess it is. There's a money reason behind that. There's a money reason behind it. I, I guess you know. I mean, the original. For those of you who don't know, the Let Me In is the remake of the Swedish movie uh, Let the Right One Let in. Right One In, which is a better, better title. It's a better title. Yeah. I know. And uh, and it's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, you know, I highly recommend it. I mean, even even with subtitles, it's still great. Yeah. Plus yeah. Sweden. I mean, it's like. Sweden's weird. Sweden looks weird. Yeah, it, but it it, like, it, it, it's a look to the place. Yeah, you know? yeah, it has yeah, that yeah. kind of like decaying, not not decaying, but it, the movie cold. itself looks it's, like it's, it's cold. Just, it's and just it looks cold. Like, um, it looks like decaying Russian shit. fucking shit. Yeah, it looks like you know, just lo- the worst place in the world to live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vampires <Yeah>. as well. <laughs> Even the kids who seem who look happy in the movie don't look happy. But they did <laughs> keep the, the thing in the trailer, the US trailer. They did keep the kid looking fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the kid in the movies odd looking, very He's got odd that looking. weird fringe thing, right? Mm-hmm. Thing going on. And I think they've kept that, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the kid, he looks like the kid from um, About a Boy. 
but like it's yeah. not that kid because that, that kid's kid. way older now. That kid's way older. And what was he in? He's uh, we he was skins skins. He was also in Clash of the Titans. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is just, this big rip body in his yeah. face from about like, a boy it's like what what have you what has science done you put this kid's face in this man's body but the uh, the role of Oscar um, I can't remember the kid's name right now but he's from uh, The Road oh really yeah he played Viggo Mortensen's son in The Road and um, right. from what I understand he was very very good in that I haven't seen that yet actually I have a copy there somewhere yeah I, I've, I haven't seen it either <laughs> it's one of those movies that you just sort of like hmm hmm do I have a whole weekend to feel shit? <laughs> you know what I mean? You need to start, you need to watch it at the beginning of the weekend so you give yourself a full two days to get over the depression that that movie's going to cause you. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, if, if they stay true to the book, it's incredibly fucking bleak. <laughs> um, did you see as well, in the summer of the A-Team, they're now, they're DreamWorks Pictures has begun development of a film reboot of The Fall Guy. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So... I remember watching The Fall Guy. I thought it was great. Yeah, I was right. only reading the synopsis that I was remembering. Like, actually, yeah, it was about a. <laughs> it's just reading about what the TV synopsis was. It's like it wouldn't even get made today. Colt Seaver is a forty-two-year-old Hollywood stuntman. Yep, they don't exist. They anymore. don't exist anymore. <laughs> you have forty-two-year-old stunt coordinators. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have forty-two-year-old stunt. <laughs> and he worked as a bounty hunter on the side. I never realized the bounty hunter. Just like oh stunts, ooh chases, ooh stunts, because it was you know kids when you watch that was it's, pretty. It's, uh, it's a pretty retarded concept. Yeah. When you think about it, but I you know, I mean, awesome o- only Lee Majors could pull off a role like that. Mm. Only Lee Majors could play a forty-two-year-old stuntman and look believable doing it. Because <laughs> fifty at the time or something. Was <laughs> you kick-ass pickup, though. Absolutely kick-ass pickup. Very. Yeah. But yeah, so um, it's in early development. The writers are going to be um, starting soon. <laughs> and the other news I got as well was: Did you hear that? Um, a while ago, Tom Hardy was being interviewed for Mad Max. Yep. And he was saying that the shoot, he'd been shooting for nine months. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People were beginning to say, this is that's quite long. Uh, although we still don't know what the fuck this movie uses. Animated sections and shit, isn't mm-hmm. there? And all sorts of crazy stuff. And um, now, apparently, uh, George Miller plans to shoot two Mad Max films back to back. Although the second one's the working title for the moment is Mad... So this is Mad Max Fury Road, and then, then Mad, the next one's called Mad Max Furiosa. Bad idea, man. Bad idea. Just fucking make one movie. Make make that make it good. Make it good, and then do another one. You know, it's like uh, there's there's just been too many of these things where it's like they sh- they're shooting these movies back to back, and it's so heavily so heavily dependent on on the first one just being amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, it's I don't know. It it doesn't always work, and I just uh, kind of wish that. That they would just focus their energies on 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 just one movie, mm. you know, because it's it's been proven before that when you take on too much like that, it, things just fall apart. The pirates movies, you know, like yeah. the Matrix movies, you know, it's like you need to, you know, although although I liked what they did with the Matrix movies, I kind of, I, 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 I did. I was one of the few that actually did, but you kind, but at the same time, it was disappointing in some ways. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was by no means, you know, no one needs to see Club Zion. There you, yeah, exactly. They could have they could have lost that fucking rave. <laughs> what was up with that and fucking fat, rave? Topless um, Lawrence Fishburne. I know, I know, I know. That was that was too much. But so yeah, you know, I mean, like, fuck. You know, if you know George Miller's doing these two movies, two movies in a row, what happens if one day he, you know, the, the Mad Max George Miller doesn't turn up? What if Happy Feet 
George Miller turns up and just fucks everything up. You know, just, if he wasn't that fucked up. I mean, it was fucked up as a concept and the way it went, but it wasn't bad. No, it wasn't bad. But you know, you, I wouldn't want that sort of mentality seeping into a Mad Max movie. But I can, you know, Mad Max is carnage. <laughs> you know, he was already losing his. He was already losing it on Thunder Thunderdome. Don't get me wrong, I love Thunderdome, but Thunderdome was very cartoonish compared to the to the, yeah, the, totally. the first two. I saw it for like my eighth birthday. <laughs> my cousin was in charge of the videos, and we were like, "What the fuck is this? Oh my god, look titties." <laughs> They're cursing. What's, Mom, what's fuck me? <laughs> it's totally... My cousin was like, yeah, it's a good movie. The kids can watch that. They'll like it. My parents had no idea. <laughs> Jesus. It's awesome. <laughs> we also watched Runaways. <laughs> Tom Selleck. Yeah. Yeah, do you know the robot ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. mechano robots that are coming to kill you really slowly. <laughs> Jesus. It's like, oh, I'm surrounded by these little, you know, fuck, they're like little walker things that are made in mechano. Fucking throw them away. <laughs> Did you hear this? Uh, what did you, did you uh, read about? What Chris Evans was saying about the Captain America costume? I did, but I forgot what it was. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, in an interview with uh, Empire Magazine, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Evans says, "And I quote: It's an amazing costume, given the fact that uh, his costume is red, white, and blue, and it's tight, and it could be kind of flash and over the top. And given that the fact that the movie takes place in the '40s and '50s, they've done a really good job of making it look really cool. I think everyone's going to see it and say, okay, well done, well done.'" I think they got the costume right. The casting, they completely ruined, but the costume, they nailed. That was nice. That was nice. That was a nice little touch. Although, you know, he must be tired from towing the company line. (laughs) Must be. But uh, it's... What else is he going to say? Yeah, the costume sucks. No, no, no. He said that, uh, because in comparison to uh, the Fantastic Four costume, he said that the Fantastic Four costume, he could move around quite quite well. Mm. Whereas this one, he says, uh, it's a little bit more cumbersome. It doesn't exactly breathe the way the Fantastic Four costume breathed. Uh, because it was a light right? yeah, skin tightly it yeah. <laughs> but you know and that's the way that it should be any type of World War II uniform would be a little clunky and I think that, that kind of what gives it its character cool. so that's so, so that's cool I guess they're going with the ultimates yeah like, well no I mean that, that, that shot, the shots we saw I mean they're going to go with like more of a leathery look you know the spandex don't fly and they're not doing the um, the feathery metal mm-hmm. chainmail shit so by the looks of the top, I know. But, so. but, but I do remember reading somewhere though that the costume is going to go through a, uh, an evolution. Yeah, there's the USO style yeah. costume where he's like entertaining the troops, and then there's the like the war mm-hmm. costume. So I mean, he was also saying I do remember actually he said it was like how about the shield? And he was saying he'd been trying out a couple of different shields, and like it's awesome. Come on, man! That, that's how can you like uh, that shield is so fucking awesome that uh, there are so many times I've te- I've been tempted to get a tattoo of it. Yeah. You know, Did you say I mean, this on last week's podcast? Yeah, I know, I, I know, I know. <laughs> it's like, it's the one fucking comic book image that I've constantly, like, every every couple of years or so, I'll be like, should I get a Captain America shield? <laughs> I was even looking at the t-shirts, it was like, it's you know, just nice, it doesn't have to say anything, it just has that logo, but yeah. then you get, you know, American pig dog. I, I, People I, I, call I, you that in the street. I'd get a really big one too, and I'd do it across the chest. <laughs> no, it's going to be on the arms, just with the arms. No, no, dude, across the chest. No, no. <laughs> across the chest. And then around the shield, do you think that the A stands for France? <laughs> you think this A stands for France? Oh, it's awesome. awesome if you got to say that line in the movie. <laughs> I hope he does. I hope he does. That'd be so awesome. <laughs> Speaking of awesome, Bruce Willis now has his own cologne. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I, we've Is been, it called Bruce for men? <laughs> simply. <laughs> Bruce, it's simply called Bruce Willis. Oh, it is called Bruce Willis. <laughs> and you too can smell of grapefruit, pepper, and <laughs> what? Grapefruit, pepper, and what? Grapefruit, pepper, and ve- ve- vetiver. These are the actual ingredients. Ve- 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 vetiver. 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 
Yeah, the cologne is part of a collection which includes hair and body wash, deodorant, aftershave, balm. Is vetiver just a pure distillate of Bruce? Yeah, LR Health and Beauty Systems have teamed up with Bruce Willis to develop the fragrance. A company representative said, and I quote, I personally feel that the new Bruce Willis fragrance is the manliest scent in the world. End quote. Bruce Willis... Bruce Willis himself said, The development of my new fragrance together with the very committed and passionate LR team was really a lot of fun. The products stand for individuality, uniqueness, and sustainability. And sustainability? <laughs> sustainability. This is made from that, peppers. That's what convinced me and what unites me with LR. P.S. Fuck you, Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> no, no, he didn't, didn't say that. Didn't say that. <laughs> but the tagline for the cologne is, Smart guys live forever. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't they just go with, you know, heroes don't watch and turn around to watch explosions? This is better than a fucking Hudson Hawk action figure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I mean, is the advertising is going to be just him smirking? It's like, no, no, it's, fuck, can you believe this shit? Can you believe this Are shit? Are you going to actually buy this crap? <laughs> I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> I want Bruce. I want to smell like Bruce Willis. I mean, they got the Old Spice guys there. You know, they got them kicked into a tub. It's just like you know, they don't have a whole look. Is he gonna get Terry Crews to advertise his cologne? <laughs> Bruce, Bruce, let me smell like a man. Man, it's the vinegar. Is the bottle just gonna be like in the shape of a vest or a gun? <laughs> Bruce Willis comes in a gun. gun. Oh, the ball looked like you know, the Jean Paul Gaultier um, corset thing, but like just the vest from it, Die Hard with some stains on it. It'll be the shape of a bicep. <laughs> His big bald fucking head. Uh, smirking at you. Listeners, if you would like to write in and tell us what you think Bruce Willis's uh, cologne should be, uh, the bottle should look like, yeah. then email us at podcast at mcgappinfries.com. That's podcast at mcgappinfries.com. Podcast at McGappinFries.com. You always have to have the last fucking word. Podcast at McGappinFries.com. <laughs> I could talk all day about this shit. What, 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 what shape the bottle should be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really is one of those things that just goes on and on. Just his head, but with a plaster on the back. <laughs> or with the wig from the, the surrogate. Oh, yeah. It should be the bike that he rides in Pulp Fiction. It's... <laughs> No, no, it's the big it gym should, head. No, it should be it should, it should be the Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's quite a nice shape for a bottle. That's a nice shape for a bottle. Mm-hmm. The Nakatomi Plaza. It's the Fox Building. Yeah, yeah. It's really the Fox. Building. Yeah, it's really the Fox. Was the Fox Building then? It was the all the way through. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's no surprise. It's a Fox movie. Yeah. <laughs> sure, you can use our lot. <laughs> Fuck Universal. <laughs> Uh, I just want to talk a little bit about some of the things that, are, that uh, we're going to be checking out at the Comic Con. Oh yeah, in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, for so the stick it to our fans. It's not stick it to our fans. So no matter how awesome time we're going to have. Not too long ago, we talked about uh, the teaser trailer for the uh, movie adaptation of uh, Red, mm. the Warren Ellis comic. Well, Red is going to have a panel there. Um, some some entertainment has confirmed that uh, those in attendance will be Bruce Willis, Helen Mirren, Carl Urban, and Mary Louise Parker. They'll be joined by the director, Robert Schwenke, and Warren Ellis, and that'll be on July 22nd. And we have to drink whiskey with Warren Ellis. Yes, we must. We must. We must. I'll be wearing my Space Bastard t-shirt that I come. That, that, that <laughs> Are hey, you Warren over here? You, 
no, no, you don't, you're going to be one of those assholes that goes up to the mic and asks a question. <laughs> hey, hi, hi, uh, hi, Warren. Hi, 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 hi Warren. Love, hi, you, love your hi, shit. Like, but yeah, before how, how, Warren? How, how do you feel about the difference in tone, uh, Warren? Um, um, if it, may I call you Warren? Warren, Ellis, how are you? Yeah. No, I'll be the dick with the bottle of black label in the back going, Hey, Warren! <laughs> I'm going to, on that day, I'm going to go to the panel, I'm going to be dressed as Spider Jerusalem. <laughs> You're going to shave your head for the panel. I'm going to shave my head just, just so I can go to the panel. <laughs> just up with Spider Jerusalem. With a t-shirt that says, I hate it here. And they can put you in the seat in the, in the, in the row with all the other Spider Jerusalems. <laughs> so, but it'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, a panel for that is, you know, it's not like an, uh, Captain America or the Tron where you're looking for, you know, mm-hmm. the, your mind to be blown. Yeah. But um, it's cool that they'll be there. And, you know, <laughs> seeing Helen Mirren at Comic-Con is just weird. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. Some fucking Bruce Willis at Comic-Con is weird also as well, yeah. you know. Uh, after that, uh, another movie that uh, Summit will be there to promote is a movie called Drive Angry, which is described as a high-octane, blood-splattered blood road trip through hell. <laughs> Hell Furiosa. Yep, it's an action horror flick shot shot in 3D, and um, it's about a vengeful father who hunts down the people who brutally killed his daughter and kidnapped her baby. So it's taken kidnap and kidnap their baby, uh, and it's Nicolas Cage. Oh really? He's doing just crazy shit. At the moment. It's Nicolas Cage. He's just having fun. And uh, Nicolas Cage will be in attendance along with uh, his, oh. his uh, along with Billy Burke and Amber Heard. Oh, Amber Heard's in a lot of things recently. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the fuck she is. Yep. And uh, it's directed by Patrick Lucia, who directed uh, My Bloody Valentine 3D. Mm. Have you, did you see that? No. no. That was one of the early... Uh, or the, the early that, was one, that, was, that was one of the first uh, 3D movies to come out. Now that you've seen Toy Story, what did you think of the 3D in that? Did you forget about it? Um, yeah, I didn't, think it, you don't need, I didn't think it was necessary. But I forgot about... Actually, the first time with wearing the glasses, I completely forgot about them. I find it very difficult to forget about 3D glasses because I already wear glasses. And uh-huh. so when you're wearing glasses on top of your glasses, it's hard to not re- remember. You can't. <laughs> you can't contact it's, that shit or anything. It's like... Because, like, there's already one thick-ass pair of uh, glasses... So, like, to put another one uh, uh, in front of it, keep it, keep, it keeps slipping nose. down my tiny nose. So, <laughs> so it's like, it's very difficult to not be reminded that there's a big fuck-off fra- spectacle frame that, that, some keeps, that keeps in there threatening with to slip off my face and destroy my movie-going experience. You know, so I don't feel that it was really necessary. I mean, uh, there's, yeah, not, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing really there. I mean, if anything, it adds a little bit of depth. Yeah. But that's about it, really. I mean, there's nothing... immersion. <laughs> what do you think of the short at the beginning? Um, I really loved it. No, it's cool. I uh, really cool. I thought it was. I think it was, it was my favorite. Mix of it was my favorite actually. Oh really? It was my favorite of all the stuff they've done. I still like the birds. The birds is cool, but I I Can. really like this. There was just something about the blending the two styles, and yeah. it just it was just really nice. And I loved the two D. Yeah. The two D figures were just fucking funny. Yeah. You know, it was really cool. I liked it a lot. <laughs> check out the, was... the chick on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> the two little dirty old men. They look like little yeah, old yeah, men. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was... A, I mean, Toy Story 3, I thought it was a great movie. I thought it was a really great movie. I, I mean, as per usual, Pixar overdoes it at the end. Mm. Uh, you know, they like, overcooks it slightly. Yeah, when, you know, like when Andy starts like jumping up and down like a fucking moron when he should be driving to college to get some pussy. Was you know, it Baron like Porkchop? Was it Baron Porkchop? Yes. That was genius. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I, I liked it because I know that you kind of... Baron Potato Head? <laughs> I know that you kind of had issues with the fact that they all got their little send-off and that it, you felt that that yeah, was... Yeah, it was like, oh, God, they're going to do them all. 
I, just, I just do Boz and Woody and leave it. It's like, hey, here's Boz and here's Woody and here's and, uh, whatever the cowgirl chick's name and her horse. And, Jesse. Uh, Jesse. Jesse. And I didn't mind that. I didn't mind that because I felt that those characters deserved that. And here's that. Cliff from Cheers. <laughs> Who is in everything yeah. Pixar does? <laughs> no, but uh, I didn't mind that because I felt that enough time had, you know, we had gotten to know these characters so well over the, over the last like decade and a half mm. that uh, it was a long I, time. I, I, it was a long time. So I, in that regard, I felt that those characters deserved their own deserved their own send off. Uh, I just th- I just uh, didn't didn't approve of what happened after that. Oh. You know, when he's because like after he's given the toys to her, it would have been so so much more real if he had just sort of like looked, had this sad look on his face, got back in his car, taken one look at one, one look back playing at, with him, at, at, at the girl playing with him, and then driven off into the sunset so he can go to college. Pull back, pull back, pull back, fade to black. Pull back, pull back, fade to black. No, oh no, I wouldn't have done a pull back for this. No, I would have had stationary shot with him off into the sunset. The car goes. The car drives further away from us. <laughs> But no, I certainly would not have him start jumping up and down like, yeah. like oh, look, I'm going to pretend to be six years old again. Oh, I'm a moron. Oh, let me just soil the memory of the last 90 minutes. Oh, fuck that shit. <laughs> but I think he found the moment that I was talking yes, about. Yes, the moment. The moment. That, the you moment. Was that was a beautiful, beautiful moment. A fantastic moment. Beautiful moment. All I will say is, is that no dialogue. Great. The fact that there was no dialogue yeah. in that scene, and it was like, it was, "Fuck, it was, are they going to scar I know, it was, an entire generation <laughs> of kids and adults?" Because like people would be like, "Oh fuck!" You know what? I never at any point was worried. Yeah, not really. I did, never. But it was very cleverly set up. But there is yeah, no yeah. way out. They've given what, you a good look yes. around. What, what I what I loved about it was the fact that it was played real. Yeah, they played the moment very real, and it was purely facial expressions. There was no dialogue. I loved that. Yeah. I love that they had the balls to. Go there. Yeah. I, you, you know, you're, it's a Pixar movie. No fucking way is, yeah. is anything going to happen. But it, ju- it the, the, uh, uh, I appreciated the balls. Yeah, and it, just, that, it just shows, I mean, to pull off a moment like that, an emotional moment like that with actors is hard enough, but to do mm-hmm. it with, you know, bits and polygons is, mm-hmm. is amazing. No, that was, uh, I was, I was very, very impressed. Also at Comic-Con will be Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah. <laughs> the sixth and final comic will be hitting stores the day before Comic Con. Oh, those bits and pieces are been released before, or no? No, no. The uh, the, the the full comic, oh, okay. the, the final comic, is hitting stores the day before Comic Con, and uh, the movie itself will be uh, opening two weeks after that. Uh, but this is uh, the really really cool thing is that um, uh, Universal pr- uh, w- will promote the uh, August 13 release of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World by hijacking an area across the San Diego Convention Center with a Pilgrim Room. That'll have DJ spinning music and stars Michael Sarah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Anna Kendrick, and even director Edgar Wright making special T-shirts for fans. It's gonna be a big cube, motherfucker. Uh huh. And that's just part of it. Oh fuck! <laughs> In addition to the uh, Scott Pilgrim versus Comic Con experience, that's what they're dubbing it. Nice. Uh, which will be at the Hilton Gas Lamp. The film will play a major part on a Tuesday Universal panel in Hall H that will also include the first ever look at Paul. Oh, yeah, starring fuck. starring Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, g- directed by Greg uh, Matola. Shit. Yep, that's right. Pegg, Frost, and Wright at the Comic Con <laughs> making T-shirts for our asses. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see? There was a lot of there's a lot of good. I mean, the, Scott Pilgrim has one of the best buzzes of ever, but uh-huh. it has a lot of like people are cutting cutting their slack. Even the German trailer. Yeah. Did you see that? Hey, wait, there's more. Oh, there's more. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, since Scott Pilgrim's finest hour, that's the final volume, is out July 20th. Oni Press is planning on releasing exclusive merchandise, and will have creator Brian Lee O'Malley not only doing signings but also doing some kind of panel too. Fuck. 
So, yep. That's what, that's <laughs> Thursday? And uh, Yep, that's Thursday. So we got Tron, Tron in the morning and, and that in the evening. Yes. When's Red? <laughs> Red is, I think, the next day. Okay, that's good. I think. Well, it's going to be, it's all going to be in Hall H. Yeah. I mean, uh, Red is definitely going to be in Hall H. Yeah, but they are not yeah, going to yeah. put Bruce Willis in some small room in yeah. the fucking convention center. <laughs> <laughs> But did you, did you see the German trailer? No, I did not. It is quite funny just to hear them say words like, you know, das ist extreme, with these weird German dubs, overdubs. And it's not a fake one, it's how it's going to be, but it's just, it's, it's funny. Just check I that just, out. I don't know. I, I don't want to watch any more, any more trailers. I just want to... No, it's the same one. It's the same one. But yeah, 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 you're totally right on that. We don't want to spoil the movie for ourselves. <laughs> Have you heard about this new uh, Margaret Thatcher movie? Meryl Streep Meryl Streep is, is preparing to play Margaret Thatcher in a biopic called The Iron Lady when, when I saw the Meryl heading Meryl Streep gonna be a comic book? no <laughs> no but I was I was just saying as an afterthought yeah I know <laughs> I just hope they call it the Maggie movie they're not gonna they're not gonna call it the Maggie movie why not? They're just oh, battle not, axe. They're not going to call it the Maggie movie. <laughs> battle axe just confused it's people like, going into it they're what not was gonna, the one what was she was the Iron Maiden wasn't she? Uh, so I thought she was the Iron Lady. Iron Lady, yeah, yeah. The Iron Lady, which is what they're calling a movie. Yeah, all right. Although when I first uh, saw the heading for it, I thought it was, a, I don't know why, but I thought it was a movie about a chef. <laughs> Before I read the article, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, Meryl, Meryl Streep, Street, Meryl Street, uh, uh, considering the Iron Lady. I'm like, huh? And, and also because it's directed by uh, the, the, her, she's reuniting with her Mamma Mia director. Yeah, for, uh, so Felicity. So that, and so like I was like Meryl Streep, Iron Lady, Mamma Mia. It's about a chef. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. I think I didn't read it properly. In the back of my mind, I'm like Iron Chef. Yeah, Iron Chef. You know, and not not realizing that Meryl Streep would actually be repeating herself by playing another chef. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that wasn't Julian Julia, what was it? Yeah, Julian and Julia. Oh, it was Julian. Julia and Julia? Was it Julia yeah. and Julia or Julia and Julia? Julia, Julia, Julia. Julia and Julia? Yeah. Julia, Julia? Julia. Julia? Um, also, you say that Jim Bar- Broadband is in talks to play her husband, Dennis. Yes. You have to lose a lot of weight. Yes. That's a skinny bitch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they can get John Goodman. Who's going to play her idiot son? That's what I want to see. Like, you know, he was, he was Mark Thatcher. He was got done for, like, trying to no, overthrow know, know, some country in the God- condo. Aaron Johnson. Congo. <laughs> Did you say condom? Yeah. <laughs> condo. <laughs> Trying to overthrow a government, overthrow a government in the condom. <laughs> he is that stupid. And even even in the, I mean, I remember I remember sitting around watching like you know, uh, New Year's Eve programs. And Clive James presented them, and he was talking Chris about O'Dowd. how stupid Dennis was and how Chris O'Dowd can play the son. because <laughs> he just looks stupid. Yeah, but even Dennis was all this whole like you know, Dennis is always like the whipped husband and all this kind of stuff. Uh, I, I don't know because it's Margaret Thatcher for me it's like I cannot I keep forgetting what, what she looks like for real every time when I picture her I picture the spitting image yes Mar- Mar- Margaret Thatcher yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> and then you see a photo it's like oh fuck it was real it wasn't a nightmare as a, as a child spitting image used to gross me out. <laughs> really? it used to fucking gross me out because I had issues with puppets being like horny and, and, and sexy I remember like watching one episode where I kept you got a completely different buzz out of the Teletubbies I remember like watching uh, one, one episode and, it, and the, like, uh, the, the, the episode opened with this fucking spinning image woman like putting her stockings on you know? and it had the shot with her, leg in, her legs up in the air and like she's like this one stocking on you know and, and it, I remember just as a child like just being disgusted by that I was like ew 
It made me think that because when I was a, a, a small boy, I believed TV. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was real. Yeah, you thought it actually looked like that. And you know, and, and what's that, his name, Roy? How does he spat everywhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was actually real shit. You know, I would get scarred, like get scarred watching movies because when people got hurt in movies, I thought they were getting re- hurt for real. Yeah, so you fuck. can imagine, so you can imagine how the the how loud my scream was when Luke Skywalker got his hand cut off. Fuck! I was like, oh god! And you still went into acting thinking that it was all real. No, I mean by the time. <laughs> By the time I by the time I started acting, I knew it was fake. Or just been, it'd be interesting to have a look at all your past work. Oh, he doesn't get hurt in any of these. I, no, I, that's not true. I played Hamlet, ah. <laughs> and I I did die <laughs> in, in every sense of the word. Oh, in, really? In the, I got killed in the reviews. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll, that'll teach me for doing Hamlet in Malay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. So at least you've played the Dane. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, so you can have that conversation with the, Patrick Stewart. Tra- let me tell right. you right now that to be or not to be speech in Malay doesn't have the same ring to it. <laughs> what would you rather say? To be or not to be or bertinda atau tidak? Itulah soalnya. Bas. Apakah lebih mulia menanggung diri tempat tinuli pukulan ali-ali dan panah dan luar biasa? So yes, that was um, it, uh, slings and arrows and outrageous fortune. Oh fuck! Because <laughs> I'm a wanker. <laughs> Just remember, kids, stay away from the theater. Yeah. And the thing is, is that always like uh, it was always like actors that I really liked that kept yeah. dying. It's you know, it's like you know, like a Bruce like, Willis. Did you figure it out after a while that he kept coming back? <laughs> No, like, hey, it's Bruce Willis. No, it's his brother. Oh, your parents fucking with you? No, it's just like you know, like because uh, at the time we were watching a lot of TV. So like with V, you know, like uh, like uh, <laughs> <laughs> what age are you with V? It's all real. With V, you know, it's like when when Robert when Robert England died, I thought he was dead. <laughs> and then and then when he did Freddy Krueger, I thought, oh shit, like th- this is how he looks now. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> make this a regular slot inside the warped mind of uh, Gavin Yap age 8 I don't know it just like fucking freaked me out like you know Apollo Creed died I was so upset <laughs> you know Apollo Creed's funeral I thought that was his real funeral <laughs> and then I was all confused when he turned up in Predator and, and died again <laughs> I'm like is it his brother <laughs> I'm just kidding you know, but by that point I kind of clued it in you yeah. know, but uh I think up until I was about five or six, I actually believed that shit. I, I, like it would freak me out every time a character died. Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, did you? I want to see uh, just quickly on the trailers. Did you see the trailer for the um, space battleship Yamato Yamato movie? No. Or Star Blazers, it was called in the US. No. This is insane. Is it? It's like it's full live action, but with insane. Like they they take an old you. Uh, Japanese sub that was sunk during World War II and turned into a battleship to fucking kick ass. There was two trailers that came out this week. It was that, and it was Space Captain Harlock. Mm-hmm. That's full CG, uh-huh. and it just looks sweeping. It looks like a fun. It looks like a Final Fantasy video game. Which if you don't know what that means. It means it looks like everyone has fantastic hair and just <laughs> fights awesome. So um, I mean, but the space battle, space battleship Yamamoto um, trailer does look pretty badass if you get the submarine flying through space with this um, I've seen bits and pieces of the old cartoon like the captain has a big old he looks like the captain of the Titanic mm-hmm. the guy looks like the captain of the Titanic only Asian he looks like Theoden yeah <sighs> that was the pop quiz question that tripped me up recently oh really yeah I didn't get Theoden you didn't get who you couldn't remember who played Theoden no I couldn't name, remember his name oh Theoden he was the king of the Re- Rohirrim Jesus no no Rohan the Rohirrim yeah, they're from Rohan they are the Rohirrim <laughs> Jesus come on man. 
<laughs> I thought you swallowed a word. No. <laughs> no. I can't believe you got that wrong. What the fuck? I have no idea. <laughs> Emails? Emails. Emails. All right. Um, I think I messed up the formatting. Uh, <laughs> 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 I think great if, if memory serves great correctly. <laughs> if memory serves correctly. Would you want to show pictures of Conan? Fuck up. That's true. <laughs> if memory serves correctly, this is an email from Kit. Um, who says that a two-part question what are your three favorite movie scores and what are your th- top three favorite movie soundtracks excellent question excellent question very difficult question and the way they split it in two I sp- especially like because you know lesser mortals would decide on one you know just having well, I mean, one of your uh, favorite uh, movie soundtracks gl- I mean I'm glad it was split into two because yeah. it's otherwise it would be very difficult it would be very difficult <laughs> No, because it's difficult. It's like two pages of notes. <laughs> <laughs> two pages of notes. Yeah, because it's like I mean, for the score. Don't well, you work? <laughs> what the fuck? It's the internet. It's quick. Okay, all right. So score. What is it? The score. I mean, for me, it was always the score is where there is a very strong recurring theme that doesn't suck. It's not, but that's but that's just it. There's something that's a little confusing for me about scores is like because there's a big there's a difference between a great score and a great theme. You know, yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? So it's like, maybe it should have been split into three parts. <laughs> what is your favorite score where you love the whole score? Yeah. And what's your favorite theme, main theme? Yeah, because I mean, for me, it's like, <laughs> the score. The only, the only thing for me is that the scores that I remember are the scores that have a great theme. So for me, it is that one. It's where, yeah. where there is that one piece. Where there's a recurring theme that just keeps going. going and forward. also that piece informs what goes on around it. So mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. still say that I'm a Philistine and I do like the whole score. Yeah. Because it's basically the same thing over and over again. Absolutely. It's like, there you go. Just, it's like that's, that's great. Not, that's not necessarily true. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll give you that. But one that, you know, because there there's a lot of classics in this area, but I thought I wanted to, the one I recently like love a lot is that. 28 Days Later awesome score because that is I mean that it is all built around in the house in the heartbeat mm-hmm. was my ringtone for a while mm-hmm. <laughs> takes ages to get to like <laughs> loud enough to actually hear <laughs> but that tune has been on multiple trailers I think it was in Kick Ass mm-hmm. they just used that song mm-hmm. completely in other things and it is it, John Murphy's score on that is pretty good as well yeah. yeah no 28 Days Later is a really good score yeah uh, what about you for me Last Mohicans yes Last one. Oh, I mean, that's. I will find you. Researching this. He's running through the woods. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, he's running up a mountain. I've done that. I've done that. Listening to that running up a mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, As the helicopter passes I've, you by. I've, I've ran through. I've run in the woods. <laughs> hum, humming, humming the tomahawk and war paint. Humming the. That was an interesting weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Shrooms were involved. <laughs> <laughs> but researching this, I was like, hang on, that reminds me of something. And I mean, I think Braveheart is very much a knockoff of that. Yes. Very yes. much so. Although it does add the pipes. Yes. But no, but no, no movie soundtrack knocks it off worse than Dragon. Probably because it's the same composer. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's the thing. It's like you go through your list and then you're like, yeah, James Horner, James Horner, James. Uh, the uh, <laughs> the the Last of the Mohicans was one of the uh, rare soundtracks that was actually done by two composers. Yeah, Randy Edelman and Trevor Jones. And Trevor Jones is actually the one responsible for that theme. Really? Yeah, that Randy Edelman stole and used in Dragon. It's very similar. <laughs> I mean, okay, Last of the Mohicans is like... Yeah. Dragon is like... 
We just call it the intro. <laughs> it's like it's pretty much the exact same thing, only with some fucking you know Asian drum beats in the background. Yeah, you know. Uh, but I love the Dragon score as well, mm. but it was just totally different. I'm gonna run through some quickly here because uh, they're all of this type. I mean, there's Terminator, obviously, Starship Troopers, Robocop. Yeah, Robocop. That's why I like Starship Troopers because it's almost identical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was looking at the two of them going, what the heck? Back to the Future. Back to the Future, yeah. For the theme, I mean, yeah. And after watching Predators, it was only when in halfway through Predators that I realized that, oh my god, the score for Predator is awesome. Yeah, uh, Batman begins in the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight, especially like the, but the, the, dark, the, but the Dark Knight for me is more. It feels more sound design than score. You reckon? Yeah, yeah. Because I remember that was something that we talked about um, when we reviewed Dark Knight. Mm. You know, in two fucking years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that uh, the the score? It was almost like uh, it was like. You know, is that that kind of shit? It felt, yeah. it felt more like sound design yeah. than an actual. I mean, Batman had a theme, yeah, but it was the same team, same music from Batman Begins. Yeah. Whereas the Joker, all of his stuff, it was more just sort of like creepy sound design. Yeah. Oh, uh, I also have to mention um, Miller's Crossing. Miller's Crossing. That that is a good song. is fantastic. Very good, and it, it's throughout, and it is from Miller's Crossing. I always mm. thought it was from something else because you know they have that fantastic Danny Boy segment in the middle of it, mm. but you know. There's nothing more ridiculous than man chasing his hat. <laughs> I am a big fan of Danny Elfman's Batman score, though. Yeah, uh, that that was a that was a very iconic. Not so much Prince's Batdance. No, no, but that no. Yeah, <laughs> but unfortunately, it's I mean, it's it's hard to like Danny Elfman now because he's just done that over and over. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at that point, it was still it was still pretty alright you know mm-hmm. what I mean like you hadn't gotten sick of it yet by the time like uh, fucking Alice in Wonderland came around it was just like Jesus yeah. even the score that he did for the Frighteners it felt like you know like leftover, that, yeah, like leftovers it? from something else well, you saw that clip on Learn the Head about you know when, when yeah. Tim Burton's pitching the movie it's like Danny, uh, Danny I need something like exactly and that's what he does for every movie I better run through this quickly Princess Bride I like that a lot um, Jaws, obviously. Uh, the Shawshank Redemption. The piano music was awesome. I mm-hmm. like the music from the piano. Yep. The, the theme to that. Platoon. Uh, Black Hawk Down had that cool, um, similar kind of thing to the Massive Mohicans and stuff like that, but yep. with the African chants, I guess. A bit like Dragon, but for Africa. Um, E.T., of course. The Rocketeer. And, of course, like then you get into the crazy classics like Great Escape, Bridge of the River Choir. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. thought it was three. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hang on. Braveheart's and Bold is more. Uh, <laughs> no, it's... But you know what I mean? And then you, there's a whole segment of my heart set aside for the spaghetti westerns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure where it's a fifth of dollars, a few dollars more, where there's the the theme that's been playing mm-hmm. when it's played on the watch. Yeah. You know that yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, bells. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. That's awesome. I, I do have a soft spot in my heart for the, for the score to hook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For some strange reason, I've, I really, really like that score. I own that CD. Really? I, I, I own the fucking soundtrack to hook. You know... <laughs> I just uh, I just like that bit where all the kids are crowding around him and and like they're all they're, they're, they're touching his face and they they they, they sort of like uh, one kid like sort of uh, stretches his face up so so he smiles yeah. and then he's like oh there you are Peter and then the strings come in I, was <laughs> I can't like, remember it at all I was like that there's that one piece of music and also when when he uh, real when he sort of like uh, when he remembers who he is and he becomes Peter Pan again yeah that 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 Peter piece Panning. of that when, yeah <laughs> that piece of music. 
that's very cool when yeah. he go, when he goes up there and all the lost boys are running around him and then that 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 kid's like you know like you can fly you can fight and you can crow <laughs> it's like what yeah, yeah fly fight yeah I'm in on that but and then bro, is he like, like gold as, yes as he, frankincense as, as he pumps his sword in the air there's this big swell of music and as, <laughs> you know, like as a young boy I was like oh that's awesome <laughs> what else do you got you got one uh, no, nah, that mainly that. Mainly I mean, that. Th- there are so many American Beauty, uh, but uh, yeah. also purely just because. Um, and I, I love the uh, the soundtrack to uh, Halloween. Yeah, and uh, and I love this, and I love the soundtrack. Yeah. All played by uh, John Carpenter yeah. himself. And I love uh, speaking of John Carpenter. I love the soundtrack to the Escape movies, the uh, Escape from New York and Escape oh. from LA. It's essentially the same wow. music. Lots of that. And it looks like, yeah, it's really, he loves his movie synthesizers. Even when everyone else stopped, he kept going. <laughs> you know, he, he still fucking does it. I mean, like not too long ago, I watched uh, the Go- the Ghost of Mars. Hmm? Same bow, thing. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> With a little bit of electric guitar and then John Carpenter on vocals because <laughs> he can't afford anyone. <laughs> Was it him who sang the song at the end of Big Trouble? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> Big Trouble! <laughs> Over to you on soundtracks. Uh, okay, well, the top of the list is The Crow. Yeah, I have that as well. The top of the list is The Crow. Um, for a number of reasons. Uh, Mainly because it can't rain all the time. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was, I mean, it, well, that was, it was a great. It was a great soundtrack. But not only that, I just... Uh, the. That that was like because um, I when, when when Brandon Lee died that really fucked me up. Yeah, yeah. I mean that movie you know, was. I mean that's um, that's my poster on the wall movie. Yeah, that's what I had the the, the shaft yeah, of light yeah, with him walking on it. Yeah, it was such a it was such a cool poster. I mean, that, was, was that, was, a, that was as goth as I can get because you can't pull off goth with hair this color. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, uh, as a, I mean, my dad was a huge. I mean, is a huge Bruce Lee fan, and oh, yeah? just like growing up as a as a kid, he would show me all of the Bruce Lee movies, Ooh. and I didn't realize that he was dead. You know, like I was a big fan. When's new movie coming out? He's yeah, dead. yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> so all right then. Is this like dead, like on TV, where it'll come back, or is this dead, 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 dead? Because you know, by the time I was watching Bruce Lee, he was already dead. Oh, okay. You know, uh, but I I can like quote like so many of the Bruce Lee movies, but the dubbed version. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the dub version is like uh, there's this big, fight fight me it's like if you want to fight then I'll fight <laughs> you know but <laughs> but there's this one, my, my favorite bit is this uh, in um, you know in The Way of the Dragon uh-huh. when he goes to Rome and he's living with this uh, Hong Kong chick in, in, in Rome and she makes him uh, she makes him fucking dim sum right uh-huh. and uh, so like so she, she cooks it for him and then puts it on the plate and then he sits down gets the chopsticks and starts eating and like the, they dubbed the, the eating as well, you know. So it's like he's eating. It's like and then she's all like, "What's it like?" It's like it's better in Hong Kong. <laughs> then she's all like, "Sure, I know that, but I cooked it myself." <laughs> it's all fucked. It sounds like a bad like, porn movie. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> like the do not blame me for this. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. so flat. And yeah. Yeah. The blame is on Alung. <laughs> He's the one who came here and started. <laughs> so you thought Bruce Lee was John Wayne for quite a while. No, but it's like that kind of voice. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, killed my brother. I'm gonna have to kill you all. <laughs> you know, and then when that black that black dude goes into their restaurant, because remember they run a restaurant? They can wear the dragon. A long time. The, 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 like yo, may I take your order, sir? And the black guy stands up. It's like, yeah. Do you have Chinese spare ribs? 
Another thing that confused me as a kid watching um, the, uh, the way that we will get to the review of predators. Don't worry. <laughs> another thing that okay, just another thing that confused me is that because he goes when he goes to Rome and Way of the Dragon, and he goes, he's hungry, and he goes to a restaurant. And uh, the, this old white waitress is like, may I help you? <laughs> you know, and then he's like, uh, eggs? Uh, what? Eggs. I think and I do like, remember this. And then, you know, like, eggs? And then she's like, ah, I give up. And then she just, and then he like uh, points at some stuff and she brings it. But as a child, I remember being confused, like, he's speaking English. Why doesn't she <laughs> It's only later because I, I didn't realize it was dubbed. I didn't realize it was dubbed. You know, I thought they were speaking English. I didn't realize until much later that Bruce Lee actually sounded like a Chinese David Beckham. Yeah. <laughs> you know? oh. so, why doesn't someone take a forty-five? And boom, settle it. <laughs> settle it. Ah, Mr. Braithwaite. <laughs> it reminds me of when Eddie Izzard went to France and went through the whole thing of learning his entire routine in yeah. French and did all the voices. So. Uh, Sean Connery is Noah. Um, who's he, who gets to play God? Um, James Mason uh, plays God, and like you know, he does the show. It goes down yeah. well, and he comes off, and they're like, "Loves the show." What was with the funny voices? Because they're all dubbed. <laughs> no one knows it's Sean Connery. Sean's like, "Ah," and when he says, "Ah, it's Noah," it's speedboat. You know, bunnies on the side that are ears blowing the wind. <laughs> they don't. They're like, "Why is he doing that? What? What is? What is this crazy man doing?" <laughs> Dubbing's wrong. She's watched so tall. I, ca- I quite like dubbing, actually. I mean, like I like bad dubbing. I like bad dubbing. It's really funny. <laughs> but you, yeah. actually, did you see the trailer for the Wu Tang versus the Golden Phoenix? No, because it looks like a movie that should be badly dubbed. Like it's Eli Ross producing it. It's like the Wu Tang Clan and this awesome weapon, and it does look very much like Black Dynamite, a movie that was looks like it was made in the seventies kind of thing. Yeah. But it's got the Wu Tang Clan and the rafter, the like the Wu Tang Goblet or something like that, and they have all the awesome fighters. But it is look, it's to- it's Grindhouse Pictures produce it. All right, so uh, that looks interesting as well. But uh, soundtracks, then for me, I had the crow obviously as well. Um, Train spotting was a uh, train spotting again. I'm not sure how much because you know when you're that, that age where I've been reading Phonogram by Kieran Gill and you're that comic book, and it's uh, all about that how music at certain ages gets you. Mm-hmm. And train spotting was a, that perfect conjunction mm-hmm. of awesome design, awesome music. Yeah, yeah. no, the, um, the the train spotting soundtrack that 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 was a, a classic soundtrack. Yeah. It was really really good. Absolutely fantastic. Um, I was. All, I'm also a fan of the Reality Bite soundtrack as well. Oh, Pro Jump on that, are they? And uh, the single soundtrack. A friend of mine made me one of my first mixtapes. A friend of mine made me was for the soundtrack to uh, Clerks. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's all death metal, and then at the end it's Runaway Train or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the one that used to be actually this was actually my party CD for quite a long time was Go. But the Go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that has a, really good soundtrack. a kicking soundtrack. That really captures the insanity of a night at KL. <laughs> <laughs> someone always ends up asleep by the bins. Someone always, you know, drives a car into a thing. But, uh, I mean, that had just, like... It was a really just great... I mean, it has this, one of my favorite mixes of all time on it, which is the Magic Carpet Ride by uh, Fatboy Slim. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. That's, and my, that's my running through the, <laughs> the woods fucking moment. The soundtrack to the first Matrix is very good as well. Mm. There's been a lot of club to death, club to death. That yeah, like yeah, you know, yeah. if you want, if you're you know, you're in your house on your own, that comes on the radio. Yeah. You yeah. start kicking shit and fucking. Oh, that is, is that Pretty, government lobby? Yeah, that's from the lobby. That's go- the song's called <laughs> Government <laughs> Lobby. Yeah. But the club, I can't remember what the club to death one goes like. But yeah, the Matrix is definitely up there. I got really into the uh, Garden State soundtrack. 
The Garden State soundtrack is pretty good. Yeah, that got me into um, oh, what are they called? Uh, the Shins, mm-hmm. you know, which I think have come up in a lot of movies after that. I think is that in Five Hundred Days of Summer? You talked about the Shins. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but that got me into those, and that's really good. Although I, was, I would always skip over "Don't Panic" by Coldplay. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, fuck off! I want to get straight to caring is creepy. <laughs> Go take care of Apple. Yeah, <laughs> and that like the only thing boy in the and, and, uh, and uh, open it up, guy. Cameron Crowe actually should have a special section for soundtracks. Yeah, Cameron Crowe, all of his movies have good soundtracks. Like there's a, there's a whole internet parody genre of just doing a, a uh, doing different sound, like recording um, movies to show like Free Willy's a horror mm-hmm. or Jaws is a like must save Jaws, mm-hmm. and they all use Peter Gabriel's running up. Uh, Salisbury Hill is that what's called or Primrose Hill mm-hmm. and it is used in far too many movies anyway and yeah. it's just funny when you see it because it is like the this is a heartwarming tale movie <laughs> yep there are two two movie soundtracks though that I don't think uh, uh, anyone else would ever put in their top ten but for some strange reason I love these two soundtracks yeah the soundtrack to Free Jack fuck and, and the soundtrack to Last Action Hero really <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't even think what's on those Last Action Hero has ACDC it has Queenstride it has uh, fucking uh, Def Leppard. It's, the, it's like the Iron Man Two fucking CD. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like two steps behind was from the last. The the Def Leppard song was from Last Action Hero. Soundtrack. Fuck. And uh, it's Free Jack. Free Jack is just a mixed bag. It's got uh, fucking Jesus Jones. Yeah. Uh, Jesus fucking Jones, <laughs> motherfucker. International bright young thing. Is it is Ned's Atomic Dustbin on there? No. Oh. Scorpions is on it. Oh, Scorpions. Chain Child. <laughs> Little Feet. <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh, Jesus and Mary Chain. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, there's some really, uh, I mean, like uh, the, the soundtrack is shitloads better than the movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think I also mentioned these to go to. I mean, the commitments. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack uh, is the commitments. How could I forget that? The commitments. Yeah. That's awesome. Great, you know, fucking Andrew Strong had a career there for a while, and it was just like he had yeah. one solo. Album. Mustang Sally. He had one. He had, I love that bit in the movies. Like, so I can't do an act. I can't do the accent. But, Better not. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you are backup singers then? Yeah. Well, your voice, you got, you got good voices, but you're not putting enough of this into yeah, it. Yeah, he grabs, he grabs his balls. balls. <laughs> it's like, this is a singer, Deco. It's like, Deco, you're a bus conductor. Is that upper Deco or lower Deco? <laughs> I like it when he's, when, he, when he's, uh... That's what, that was my introduction to the blues. When, De- when Deco's, uh, when they're having, like, a band meeting, yeah. and Deco whispers, uh, whispers to one of the other band members, and then, uh, Joey the Lip says... Now the quirks are fucking right. <laughs> Joey the Lip says, the Lord does not like it when we speak in whispers. And he goes, why is he deaf? (laughs) (laughs) But that is, I mean, that was even... um, When I come off stage, I want a face towel, not a tea towel. (laughs) (laughs) That was one of my... Growing up, my aunt always had the cool CDs, you know. My aunt would pick us up and go meet my mom after she was finished working. We'd be listening to Sgt. Peppers. And she was the one, you gotta go see the commitments. And I was like, fuck yeah. No, that was a great movie. I laughed my ass off when I saw that. Gross Point Blank. Gross Point Blank, excellent. Great soundtrack, good 80s soundtrack. Um, you could say 2001, but it's all free music, it's all classical, but it works. Yeah. Uh, the Life Aquatic with Sue George. Is where he's singing all those David Bowie songs? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's a set mixer of soundtrack and um, OST. Is the soundtrack to The Labyrinth on there? No, I don't have that one, but <laughs> it should be. And Highlander, I have Highlander as well. Yes, Highlander as well. Highlander, yeah. excellent. Um, and I mean, I got, after I saw an education on the plane, there was one song I've called on the rebound. It is kind of cool. Sexy jazz. Sexy, sexy jazz. But um, and it, the, on the rebound, I was thinking of using it for the theme for the, the podcast for a while, because it's just a, that's swing, baby. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of music. Romeo and Juliet? 
Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, I mean that was that was that was one of those things where it was like coming back into the soundtracks being a marketing thing because it really. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. What you call it? Um, you and me song. What? Mm-hmm. No, not you. Yeah, you and me. No, yeah, you and me got me into the one of those and the. Um, oh fuck! You may not see me when I come back. Um, Monday's to you I bestow. Magnolia also. Magnolia, yeah, but to, to you I bestow. Yep. That was my, <laughs> let me just finish this. Change fucking lanes. <laughs> you, you, yeah, now I know what. That was my busking song. Oh, really? Yeah. Because uh, I can belt that motherfucker out. And it's incredibly easy to play in guitar. But a friend of mine was playing guitar, so I could concentrate on the vocals. And the thing is, is that you do kind of look like the dude from Once. <laughs> so it's like, I can totally I can totally picture you, like... Fucking out did, did, did you have, like, a romance that didn't go well that started in a music shop with you playing the guitar and she played the piano? No, it was just no. from college. You just just from your college? Yeah. Yeah. It was way getting out of doing work around the house. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Can't talk. No. Mom, you want me to hoover the conservatory? No, I gotta go... Sing my heart out in Groton Street for Welsh rugby players. <laughs> hey mate, you know what you want the wall? <laughs> you know your Oasis? <laughs> we were terrified. I've been at, I've been at home all day listening to Oasis. <laughs> <laughs> the way I see it, man, it's only two kinds of people. There's us and there's wankers. Yeah. <laughs> my clientele was all wankers. <laughs> quick look, Americans. Brown eyed girl, quick. <laughs> Guaranteed money spinner. Really? Yeah. There is there is one thing that we should have mentioned. Like just going back to scores, Lord of the Rings. Yes, very much so. Lord of the Rings. Because that was you know that was very much a big part of me crying like a small child whose candy's been taken away when when, Ga- yeah, when, yeah, yeah. when Gandalf when Gan- gets it <laughs> when, Dan- when Gandalf got it and when uh, Boromir got it. Yeah. yeah, I was like, and even the, when they're it, outside, it was it was, it was the like, music. It was like that scene from Sleepless in Seattle where Tom Hanks is talking about how they cry in the dirty dozen. Yeah, you know, yeah, it was like that for me when Gandalf died. Like, no, don't look at me! Don't look at me! Yeah. <laughs> I know he's me. coming back. I know he's coming back, but it's for pity's sake, let them rest. <laughs> One does not walk into mother. <laughs> Is this some kind of mother? <laughs> Taggart goes to mother. <laughs> the very air you breathe is a poisonous fume. Doesn't seem to bother them much. No, no. It's like when they got there, they <laughs> seem like, to be all right. Hey, this, this, place, this isn't like the guide at all. <laughs> Where's the poisonous fumes? <laughs> I want a refund. <laughs> That's why Frodo kept tripping up all over the place. Yeah, he he's tripping. Poisonous fumes. <laughs> hey, uh, Sam, you high? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think that, that covers my list. Is there anything else you got? I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I do like a good score. Run all the run as well. Actually, I had that for my gym music for quite a while. Run all the run was nice. Yeah, it's yeah, good. it's good gym music. Yeah, <laughs> especially if you're on the treadmill. Yeah, I've listened to it about six or seven times now <laughs> since it came out in the nineties. Ah, <laughs> uh, review. Answer the reviews. <laughs> so, as mentioned, many many hours ago. <laughs> This week we got to see a very early preview, pre, 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 preview yeah, of, of Predators. Predators. The Predators preview we previewed on um, Tuesday. <laughs> on Pubes Day. <laughs> what day's that? It's my day. <laughs> <laughs> this is the. Um, I guess you could. I, I, I guess it would be very fair to say that this is probably a proper sequel. You know, I mean, you a, a proper sequel. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Pro- 
okay, this was okay. First off, this movie is a lot of fun. Yeah, this movie is a lot of fucking fun. For those of you who don't know, it's a sequel to the 1980s. Dude, if if I if we need to explain to these people what Predator is, then they shouldn't be listening to this. Yeah, well, I mean, the synopsis is that you know Adrian Brody, you, you follow Adrian Brody from the beginning of the movie where he's fallen. Yeah, and then they land in the jungle, meet some people. It turns out they're being hunted. Basically, what what's cool about this is that is that they've brought the Predator world back into the jungle. Um, only this only this time it doesn't not take, the urban jungle. Not the urban jungle. This does not take place on Earth. It takes place in a nondescript planet. Although uh, one of the people we should um, spoilers. <laughs> One of the people we were talking to last night didn't know it took place on an alien planet. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, this is not a spoiler. This is... uh, It's in the fucking trailer. (laughs) (laughs) There are... You know, that big... You know, if you've seen the trailer, you see that scene where, you know, like... uh, They see the stars. They see the stars. And there's like... There's a sun and another planet to the left. You know, it kind of gives it away that they're on a different planet. Maybe. They're not on Earth, (laughs) you know. Uh, If they are on Earth, then... Predators are, the la- the predators are the last thing they should be <laughs> <laughs> this is where the planets come from uh, but uh, this planet is essentially it's a game preserve that again that's not a spoiler that lines in the trailer yeah. uh, and they basically take the biggest badasses of, in earth and drop them on this place and then hunt them yeah and there's um, they're, the, they're the meanest killers on the planet they're the meanest killers on the planet but this is not their planet there you go that's the saying in the trailer <laughs> uh, and it's it's basically comprised like all these guys are essentially killers where they come from. Yeah, so yeah. Adrian Brody is the Merc. The Merc. Uh, you have uh, Alice Braga, last seen in uh, I Am Legend. He doesn't really give her an indication, a, a job title though. Does she? She's just she's military. She's black. She said black ops. She, she's black ops. She says black ops in the trailer. No, 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 no. She, She's uh, she's she's not black ops. She says doesn't <clears throat> doesn't she say black ops in the trailer? She does that? say black ops, but I think that in in in, uh, question, in questioning Adrian Brody to find out where he's from. Yeah, it's like black ops. Oh. Uh, and uh, also the trailer cannot be trusted. There you go. Yes, and that's all we're gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> she plays Isabel. Um, Walt- sniper, the sniper, sniper go- girl. Uh, Walton Goggins plays Stans, a death row inmate, which is cool. He's, this guy's you, fucking funny. You've seen Walton Goggins? He's been in um, Justified. He's been in a load of things. He's that guy they need when they want the crazy looking Southern um, inmate type criminal yep, type, yep. Uh, but they can't get Steve Buscemi or, or the guy from um, uh, Green Mile. Yeah, <laughs> Doug Hutchinson. <laughs> Doug Hutchinson's not available. Yeah, Doug Hutchinson and the guy who was in Heroes as well, and he was in like in. Oh, okay. Milo, Milo Ventimiglia. No, no, the other guy, the one, the guy who broke, who broke out in Prison Break, the guy with the fake hand, who gets his hand chopped off. Oh, some point. Robert Nepper. Robert Nepper, yeah. Because <laughs> they all walk like you know, yeah. they got receding yeah, hairline, yeah, yeah, they look yeah. a bit crazy. They, they all look like rapists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, Oleg Takarov, who plays Nikolai, he's a Russian military. Uh, Danny Trejo. He was freaking me out. Where'd they get him from? Because he looked like somebody else. I can't remember, couldn't place him. And the trailer was like, "Oh, it's that guy." Nice I've seen him. He's the, he, he, I've seen him before. Yeah. I've seen him before. He looks like a Arnold Schwarzenegger stand-in yeah. or something. Well, he's the fridge stand-in. He's the um, what's the fridge's name? Oh, the guy from Predators with the minigun. Oh, Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura. He wasn't the fridge, was he? But he yeah. was former governor of Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then there's Danny Trejo, who plays a character called uh, Cuchillo, and he's just a badass. He's a Mexican he's badass. Don't fuck with the wrong message. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, then you have Louis Ozawa uh, Changtian, who is Hanzo, the uh, Yakuza. Yeah. And he's cool. He's awesome. He's cool. He's barely Indian. <laughs> and uh, Topher fucking Grace. Grace. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, to, Eric Foreman versus the Predators. No, no, you have to. I had to leave him for last. Yeah. Because he is the odd one out. 
Like from the very beginning, he's, the rest of them all have guns. The rest of them all have guns. He's and got he's, glasses. He's basically this mild mannered doctor. Yeah, and he's funny as fuck in this movie. This is the one thing that <laughs> caught me out about this movie was exactly how funny it was. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. first one was funny because the insults they were showing yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah. But this is just the actually, shit he comes actually, up with. Actually, you know what? I recently saw. I re- recently rewatched the first one, and the first one is fucking hilarious. Yeah. But what makes why you don't remember it so much? And this is a shortcoming of the second one. If you a, sh- a shortcoming of uh, this this movie, if you compare it to the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Is that although this movie has a lot of tense moments, it is nowhere near as tense as the 1987 original. Yeah, and that's why we don't remember a lot of the humor. Mm. But there's so many fucking jokes in the second one. Yeah. I mean, not even counting Arnold's one-liners. Yeah, you know, like stick around one. and all that yeah, shit. Yeah. You know, not even not even counting that. Even that, that, that ugly motherfucker. That one se- that opening scene in the helicopter already, you're laughing your ass off. Yeah, yeah. Because it's such a dick measuring contest. You know, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> You know, it's like Jesse Ventura, he's like trying to offer everyone chew, yeah. and no one's taking it, and he's like, bunch of slap jawed faggots around here. Mm-hmm. This stuff will turn into a goddamn sexual, sexual tyrannosaurus, <laughs> just like me. And then, and then Poncho takes his grenade launcher and says, hey, scrape this on your sore ass blade. It's just fucking funny. And then you got uh, Shane Black, well, yeah. who's always telling bad jokes. Yeah, the whole time. <laughs> Genius. Uh, the other girl, I was, in, I was talking to my girlfriend, and I said, geez, you got a big pussy. Jeez, you got a big pussy. <laughs> and she's like, why'd you say that twice? And I went, I didn't. Because, you know, the echo. You know, <laughs> he just, explain he that one. explains yeah. everything. <laughs> <laughs> but um, essentially, that is, uh, the plot is really that simple. is that they are dropped there. And they're being chased. And they're being chased. And essentially, that is it. And that's really all you need to know. Yeah, I don't think it's any spoiler to say who turns up, is it? Um, no, it is not a spoiler because that's in the trailer as well. <laughs> yeah, so Larry Fishburne turns up and doing one of the first turns of bottom as as, Larry, as not Morpheus in yeah. for a long time. Yeah. I mean, even in CSI, hey, it's Morpheus. No, ever since Matrix, it's like I must play cool. Yes, I must play cool because I, I am Morpheus. I'm fucking Lord. And you know, and and early in his career, he was credited as Larry Fishburne. Yeah, and then and then like uh, when he got his first lead role in Deep Cover opposite it's Jeff Lawrence. Goldblum, yeah, it's great like, movie. Fuck that. And 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 he's like, and now he actually gets pissed. If people call him Larry, it's apparently that's like uh, Sir Ben Kingsley. If you don't call him Sir, yeah, yeah, it's like you know, it's like Mark Wahlberg. If you call him Marky Mark, yeah, you know, it's like he gets pissed off. You did it, dude. It wasn't us. <laughs> yeah. What would you prefer? What would you like me to call you, Marky Mark or Calvin Klein? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Calvin Klein briefs. Yeah. Back to the future, motherfucker. <laughs> But yeah, it is. It, 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 hey, boys not, and girls, let's, let's talk. Some, let's talk. Some, let's talk with some animals. <laughs> have you seen that? No. Have you seen Andy Schamberg's uh, impersonation yes. of Mark, where he's actually. talking to animals? I'm Mark. I'm Mark Wahlberg. What's up, dog? Yeah, dog. Like, What's that about? He's unfortunate. In that, like even I saw Green Zone recently, and in that, you know, Mark Wahlberg and Damon Albarn have the same thing. Damon Albarn, Matt Damon, Damon, Matt Damon. Is Mark Wahlberg in Green Zone? No. Matt Damon is. Oh yeah. But it's just like you look at them. It's like yes, you are the head of a very clever unit. You are like you know the best of the best of the best. Mm-hmm. But uh, God, you look fucking retarded, and you talk <laughs> like an idiot. We gotta go in there. We gotta take that guy. Nobody, but Mark Wahlberg just has. He's never looked more stupid than he looks in the happening. Yeah. Because he's playing a teacher, <laughs> and he doesn't know what's going on, and that doesn't work. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg uh, teaching. Uh, no, no. No, it's not gonna happen. No. Teaching science? Fuck no. I mean, his natural, his natural resting face is puzzled. You know, he's in the class and he's like, so, like, well, why, why don't you tell me, explain this phenomenon with the bees? Because I don't understand it either. <laughs> you know? And there's this one scene in the happening where he actually has a conversation with a plastic tree. <laughs> <laughs> don't kill us, man. I haven't seen it. I still haven't seen Cause, it. Yeah, because, like, uh, Nate, the trees are, the, the, the villains are the trees. Mm. And so they break into this house and he sees a tree, that he sees a plant there. And he actually goes up to it and he's like, 
I don't want any, don't want any trouble. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Oh dear God! I don't, it's worse than I could imagine. Yeah. I don't want any trouble. We're just stopping by. <laughs> you know, it's it's it, it reminded it reminded me of the way Chinese guys like uh, ask for permission before they piss on in, in, in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you know, if they're gonna piss on a tree, they usually ask for permission because they believe spirits live in the trees and shit like that. It reminded me of that. You piss know? on them then. It, yeah, it reminded me. Why did I piss on you? Yeah, fuck off. Even I do it. Like whenever before I p- go piss on a tree, I always say, "I'm sorry, spirits. I'm desperate." <laughs> but Mark Wahlberg was talking to a plastic tree and he's like we're just here we're just gonna get some water <laughs> and the whole thing is done in extreme close up and, oh, no. and, and he's looking directly into camera the, the, the camera is the plant <laughs> <laughs> it's the plant cam yeah and behind, and behind the plant M. Light Shalman's going faster more intense yeah <laughs> he's the new George Lucas <laughs> Back to Predators, Back though. to Predators. Uh, I love the fact that throughout this they were hacking back. They did hack... In some ways it reminded me a lot of Superman Returns in that it is very much a love letter to, to, the, the, first to film. the first one. There is. Yeah. I mean, the, when the music starts and you hear the, 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 the drum beat yeah, yeah, things, yeah, yeah. that kind of jumble yeah, yeah. noises. Well, and when that when that underlying, like, yeah. thing turns up, you know, it's... What what I did like about it is that they used the main... Th- they used the original main theme from the... Uh, from, from the original film... Uh, Throughout the entire movie, but once it passed, once it gets like to the halfway point in the movie, the theme is still there, mm-hmm. but they add shit to it. It yeah. becomes more uh, today, I yeah. suppose. They add this. It, it almost feels like a slight little fucked up dance beat, yeah. like that, that's uh, that, that's that's put in. Some, it reminded me of um, uh, the, the the Mission Impossible theme when they did that sort of like techno yeah. version of that. Uh, although it wasn't techno, no. it was still cool. Yeah. But you know, I mean, like you could you you could still like point it out, but the. The, the thing, like a couple of days have passed since it's, you know, since we've seen it, and I've been thinking about it. And it, one thing that you could sort of um, take issue with is the fact that they kind of almost copy the first movie too it's much. Lavishly, yeah, it's a little too much. I mean, even down to uh, characters, there are certain characters in there. One character turns. I mean, he might as well be standing on a fucking log when he turns around for no reason because they're getting away. Yeah, they're they're not, get, there's no yeah. reason for him to turn yeah, around yeah, and take yeah. out a predator one on one with there's, a bladed weapon. Yeah, uh, although we you know, although it was fucking awesome, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> but uh, it's there are so there are so many nods to the original film, even down to characterizations like the the thing that Ian's talking about here with this guy with. Um, for those of you who've like seen some of the publicity stills, there is a, there are publicity stills of the the yakuza guy um, Hanzo in the middle of a sword fight with one of the predators. Yeah, um, and that scene when it does happen, it it is ripped completely out of the first film. Yeah. The the Sunny Landham character Billy. Yeah, Billy the Indian. Billy the Indian. You know, it's like uh, you kept waiting for someone to say. You know, like uh, there's something out there waiting for us, and it ain't no man. Yeah, we're all gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Topher. I mean, uh, Adrian Brody is very clearly modeled after Arnold. Yeah, I mean, and he's he a bit of a had, dick. And, yeah, he's a bit of a dick, and he yeah. has been to the fucking gym. Yeah, he's been to the gym. He's uh, <laughs> and, and in the trailers you see he is in that like vest thing. But yep. dear sweet mother of God, he is the definition of cut. He's fucking cut. Like yeah. you know, and uh, Alice, his, his fucking six pack has a six pack. Yeah, Alice. <laughs> it's like each muscle has its own little small little pack. thing there going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he up. knows it too. Yeah, yeah. And he knows it. He's like, oh, let me let, let me light some fire so you can see the definition yeah, better. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> 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 you know, and uh, even Alice Braga's character Isabel 
looks like the chick, the the, the yes. chick from from when she's fair because the I mean it's not and she does an info dump so they know what's going on. It's yeah. it, it's an, an inelegant solution to getting you know the heat vision and everything else like that. Yeah, because you don't have time to do all that shit. You got so yeah. many characters you got to kill. Yeah, yeah. But um, when she, she looks like her and she, she starts like talking her. about it, you're like, were you that chick? Yep. And the, the thing, and the thing, you lay twice at what? And the thing is, is that that moment where she where she does the information dump and tells them about uh, the, in 1987, you know, like yeah, uh, crack Amanda Quad was Crackman, um, yeah. was accused of a crime they didn't commit. Yeah, when she's sent in the jungle and killed by an alien, also known as the Gary Busey monologue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when she's describing that, it's 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 also another lift from the original film because in the original film it is the girl who ex- who talks about but the devils about the devils the jungle came alive and took him. Does it, what you're saying doesn't make sense. <laughs> That's the line six of me. Are you saying that Hawkins Blaine was killed by a fucking lizard? <laughs> That's a bullshit bullshit sight job. There's <laughs> two and a half men there. These fucking lizards. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and um, the Walt, uh, the, um, the 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 Russian soldier Nikolai is very clearly modeled after Jesse Ventura. Yeah, he's got a he, minigun. He even has the f- he even has all painless. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a minigun on him. That that broke it down. Come on in, you fuckers. Yeah. Come on in. You just don't have the black guy. The, the black guy you're expecting to start shaving his head. All painless is waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but uh, but that that's one thing about the movie that when you're watching it for the first time you get a real kick out of it yeah but then after that you're like hmm they really did steal a Paint lot from, <laughs> they really did steal a lot from the first film I don't think about it too much but I mean it's been getting some iffy reviews mixed reviews online uh, I, I, I still think it's it's well worth watching it's well worth watching I mean yeah. it's a it's very fun yeah it's a very fun movie and, and, and like what you were saying earlier it is surprisingly very funny yeah very funny. What is it? I keep forgetting what he said. What was it? I hate all you assholes. Or like uh, Topher Grace. Mm. It's like fuck all, all of you. you. All of you. <laughs> all of you. The Help! I'm upside down. I'm in a tree. Help! His introduction is one of the funniest moments. His introduction is great. <laughs> and but one of the best lines goes to Walton Goggins, who plays the uh, the death row inmate. Yeah. Uh, in in when he's when he's. Uh, Checking out uh, Isabel. Oh Jesus Christ! This line <laughs> had the instinctions. It is an awesome. Like line. this girl is like combat ready. She's in her combats. You know, she's not like all dressed up to the nines. And he's walking behind. He's he looks like a rapist. He is a rapist. <laughs> and he's just staring at her ass. And he says, "Your ass is awesome." <laughs> And, and she, he sells it. And he sells it. And she hardly even reacts. Yeah, yeah. It's just like she just looks at him and then turns around and keeps yeah. walking. <laughs> it's so unexpected. That moment was fantastic. I absolutely love that. And even with Lawrence Fishburne, so much humor comes from that. Just yeah, the, just the fact that he's been on there. He's been there ten, nine, eight, three, yeah. ten, ten, how, ten how seasons. Many, how many seasons? How many seasons? That's another thing. Like, what, uh, coming back to what uh, Ian was mentioning earlier about. Um, uh, Lawrence Larry Fishburne's, Fishburne's not Lawrence playing more. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne always playing cool. This time he's not. He's playing a fucking shit insane. Sp- spassed out. Like, yeah, yeah. He, and he keeps talking to his friend. He, he, hear, like, he hears voices. Yeah. He keeps talking to his friend, and his friend ain't there. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. Tell him about the walk. Oh, yeah, yeah. He'll be talking to like fucking Adrian Brody and like, what? What's that? Yeah, you know they ain't gonna make it. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, what do you mean? Yeah, I know. What is it? Like, this is my six, house, motherfuckers. Six more mouths. Six more mouths to feed. That's already got bad enough there with you. He's like, he's talking to nobody. <laughs> he's got a fucking rag wrapped around his head. He's gone crazy, but he's brilliant. He's brilliant. And there is another another really funny bit is that scene between um, uh, Stans and uh, Walton Goggins and Topher Grace, where they're talking about what they want to do when they get out of there. 
I mean, I won't, I won't say it. Yeah, when the it, black guy says anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, yeah. and then after that, you should stay away from him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just because he's just like, yeah, that's that's completely out of anything. He's just like, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna get some. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the way Topher Grace just reacts to it is okay. Well, it's right, away. Well, yeah. Um, some time. He's very much. He is. It is. He is playing Eric Foreman, but slightly darker. Slightly darker. Yeah. But um, yeah, very cool casting for that. That was fantastic. And it's just, yeah, you just do not expect Topher Grace to be in a movie like this. No. You know, and the, the, the direction where his character goes is very interesting. Mm. Uh, but I would definitely recommend this. I mean, yeah. I mean, it is definitely the best, best since the first one. It surpasses the second. Yeah. It sure as fuck surpasses the Alien vs. Predator movies. I haven't seen those because I don't want to. You haven't seen any of them? Uh, I saw the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, seen the second one. That's the better one. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> I saw the second one. Oh god! It, yeah, one thing that is nice about the second one is that people die in fucked up ways. But that's the thing; it, it turned into a, a slasher horror, right? They yeah, turned yeah, into yeah. a slasher horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, only the slashers aren't, aren't human. I mean, like uh, they're running away. The fucking predator throws one of those big ass boomerangs. The boomerang hits one of the hot chicks. The chick you think is going to be one of the heroines hits her. You thought it was sends, the final girl. Sends her flying, reeling, and sticks her on the wall. Nice. <laughs> And but she literally looks like the poster to Vegas Vacation. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go see Predators. Go see Predators. It is a really, really good movie. It's we're, really fun. We're running long, but I, I want to do a very quick review of Triangle. All right, we'll do Green Zone another time, but because um, it's not worth it. But uh, Triangle was this interesting little movie that came out, I think, last year. Um, it got very good reviews. A little horror movie uh, starring Melissa George, who's from Home and Away. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> It, I mean, I did a review many, many moons ago about uh, Los Criminos, Chrono Criminos, the, the time crimes. Okay, yeah. And uh, in that, you know, the guy goes back in time and keeps, he keeps going back in time. It's not your standard Back to the Future, where it's Back to the Future 2 where they run into mm-hmm. each other, but mm-hmm. more so. Mm-hmm. And, um, just, you know, she's a single mother, uh, her kid's a bit weird. There's a lovely setup at the beginning, you don't know quite, what, quite what's going on. Then she goes on this yacht with her, this guy she's met and her friend and his friends, and they find this ocean line. Mm-hmm. And it is. I don't think it's spoiling anything. Saying it is a time loop movie. I mean, it spends an awful lot of its time. Just you know, it's like good horror movies, getting you to know these people. Mm-hmm. So you do care a bit about it, and it's quite shocking when shit happens to them. But you know, something happens in this uh, aligner, and then it happens again, and then it happens slightly again. But it's all, related, it's all related to a record that's playing, which is a nice, beautiful twitch. When the record ends, mm-hmm. it begins again. All right. But who directed it? Oh, I don't actually know. Um, the uh, thing about it is, though, when you've seen one time in the movie, you kind of think you know what's going to go on. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, are they going to break the cycle? Um, are they going to take it to its end? Um, and it plays with those in such a nice way. And it even has, I would say, an M. Night Shyamalan twist at the end that throws everything you've seen into relief, into complete, like, disarray. It's like you think you know what's going on, and then this this last scene mm-hmm. you're like oh shit right I've actually got it I mean I've, I've probably checked it out yeah, yeah. it's directed by Christopher Smith ah he directed um, Severance oh I haven't seen that Severance that's very good it's very really? funny yeah Danny Doyle <laughs> yeah and Tim McHenry <laughs> but uh, it, yeah, it's a nice little horror movie um, it's not massively horror-y as well it's, it, it does have it, it has elements of the blood everywhere and all that kind of shit and mm-hmm. natural stuff happens to nice people and there's some scenes that you look at them and you go Jesus Christ there's one scene it's not the Toy Story scene but it's kind of similar it just knocks you for six you're like shit right. this, this is never going to end but uh, it does work out 
Well, he likes his blood. Good. I mean, Severance was also incredibly bloody. Mm. But it's not one of these. I mean, it is a you know if you look at these Final Destinations and these slasher movies that are thrown out, it's not that dumb. Mm-hmm. And it will stay with you afterwards because that ending, you're like, aha. It just and you know it's still thinking about how does that factor? Well, how does that change everything you've seen before? And it does change everything. You've seen right. Before. Uh, very cool. Oh, pretty cool. Good. I'll check it out. Definitely check it out. All right. Let's time for the top ten. Time for the top ten. Go see Predators. <laughs> Coming in at number 10 in the Malaysian box office top 10, we have Ravanan. Ravanan, number 9, the A-team. You were saying to me recently that this isn't doing, like, fantastic No, money? it's not. It's not. Why? It's, People watch it. Go see it now. It's amazing. It's probably going to cap off at something like 80 million domestic. Fuck. Yeah. How much it goes to make? Over 100. <laughs> mm. Number 8, Nine Temples. Number 7, The Backup Plan. Ugh. Number six, triple tap. <laughs> that sounds like a porn. What the hell is number that? Number five. Yeah, I tap that. Yeah, I triple tap that. <laughs> number five, The Karate Kid. Good movie. Yeah. Number four, The Legend is Born. Ip Man. So that is Ip Man 2? No, this is a different one. Oh. Yeah, go figure. Number three, Zoo. Malaysian movie. Number two, Night and Day. Why, dear God, why? Fucking dumbass Malaysian. <laughs> number one, Toy Story 3. Yeah, this has been hanging out there for a while. But that, that Ip Man, The Legend is Born is not... No, 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 Ip, that's not Ip Man 2. Ip Man 2 is uh, separate. Because I was thinking of going to see Ip Man 2, but I thought, well, why is this in The Legend is Born? Are they showing the first one? No, this is a different thing. Yeah. Uh, the US box office, number 10, Cyrus. This is supposed to be a good movie. Yeah, I, you know what it's about? Uh, yeah, it's about... Um, it's about a guy, I think he's an editor, a film editor or something, uh, played by John C. Riley. Yeah. And uh, he's, Always good. he's uh, still sort of like very kind of attached to his, uh, his, wa- his ex-wife who's about to get remarried. The wife's played by Catherine Keener. Uh-huh. And he meets this chick. Always weird. Yep. He, plays the, uh, he meets this chick played by Marissa Tomei. And they hit it off and what have you. And uh, Marissa Tomei has sort of like a weird son played by Jonah Hill. Oh, right. And, uh, Jonah Hill? Yeah, he's like, I don't know if he's like retarded or something. And um, he just makes it very, very difficult for John C. R- John C. Riley to date Marissa Tomei. Oh. But it's, but it's uh, supposed to be a really good film. Like it's not, they, they, they don't play it just for laughs. There's actually some depth to it. Cool. Number, Number nine, nine. We have Sheck 4, Ever After. Number eight. <laughs> get him to the Greek number I want to see this I want to see it too number 7 the A team come on people go see it again it's good it's number like, 6 Karate Kid number 5 9 Day number 4 Grown Ups I haven't heard much about this you no I, I hear it's terrible oh really number 3 Toy Story 3 number 2 The Last Airbender number 1 The Twilight Saga Eclipse, Eclipse. <laughs> I guess I'll have to review that yeah because so, I haven't seen the second one yeah. and I'm never ever going to <laughs> You should see. You should see your face as you say that. <laughs> okay. All right. So I hope you enjoyed this little sneak peek of Predators, and uh, we shall see you again. If you want to email us in with any comments, it's and you know, or, you know, if you want to medal for lasting this long, uh, email us at podcast at Podcast at Good night. Thank you.